Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots, Toyota. Let's go places. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is time to put the hay in the barn, as they say. But how do you know which way the play is going to go before you set that up? That's what film session tells you. No, it doesn't. You can more than likely anticipate when it's going to happen, though, Paul. Well, usually... Okay, then do it. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I want a big win in Dallas, right in Jerry World. The big deal. Rub it in his face and leave with Zeke. Yeah, and then... Leave you a big deal on <laughs> Oh, my God. He was uh, doing the blocking shed. You know, Shed. drill, sled. Uh, sled, thank you. And You're thinking blocking sl- Chanel, that's his wife, who's an internet model. No, 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 she's not. Sally, Sally Shed's she's on sleds the at the seashore. <laughs> wow, right. is this so. show left the rails. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All honest. right, uh, Eric is, it, it's Evan, not Eric. Thank you. <laughs> this is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is... It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and oh, God. <laughs> Whoa. It's Fred. a tough Tuesday. You didn't make it's it a tough open. Tuesday. Uh, I did not expect that, obviously. Mm-mm. I predicted, I thought, a Patriots win, 27-20, and nothing could have been further from the truth. I mean, that was, that was, you know you're really bad when you become another team's get-right game. You know, we became... The Cowboys get right game. You know, they lost to the Cardinals and they got right against us. And that's what we used to do. Like, we'd have a bad game and some team would come in and we'd get right against them. Yeah. That's what we were. Somehow, many people think the Saints are the get right game for the Patriots. For us. I don't see how you can believe that. You know, to me, it's like another one where it can go either way. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it was bad. And you know what? The worst part of the game was losing Judon and Gonzalez. Yep. I you couldn't lost, agree more. You lost arguably your two best players, offense or defense. And, I mean, that's just scratching the surface of it, which is ridiculous. But, I mean, Judon is like press conferences front and center, brings some entertainment, brings some life, some personality to this team. And Gonzalez was, you know, has been a star through these first three and change that he played. Um, you talk about just a need for playmakers on this team, and you just lost – arguably two of your biggest playmakers yeah. if not the two biggest playmakers on defense which we're all talking about the offense and mac and how are we going to go going forward it's like you know even if they'd escaped that game with a win and you came out losing those two guys right. it, it would probably be just as bad as if you had lost the, this game you know yeah so i i'm not sure how they how they overcome those losses it's going to be yeah. big big yeah. blows i mean the only saving grace maybe is if Jonathan Jones and Jack Jones comes yeah. back and you get a little bit more yeah. depth in the backfield, but still, yeah. yeah, you know. I feel like the injuries are turning into like a CVS receipt, and hopefully you guys are going digital at CVS now. But I've I will say, digital. I'm just – it kind of sucks that I feel like the defense has bailed this offense out or given the offense, you know, ample opportunities yeah. and without them. And when you're already out, all the Joneses and – to add those two on the list is kind of a big Yeah, we know that if the Patriots were going to be at all competitive this season, yeah. from the evidence that we have now, it would be up to the defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and especially Gonzalez and, and Matthew Judon to right. lead the way. Right. Yeah. That's why players. that was the worst part because you can listen. It was a bad performance. We're not going to spend two hours sugarcoating it, but you can blow off a bad game as a bad game. Yeah. You know, like that's not. Right. You know, Bill said after the game, I don't think we played. You know, our play today was indicative of what we are, and I would largely agree with that. That was by far yeah. the worst I've seen them play. But to lose those two guys, and uh, we should probably update uh, people. There are reports now, you know, Adam Shafter, Tom Pelissero, a lot of guys. Judon is expected to undergo surgery tomorrow to re- uh, for the torn biceps. So Shafter sort of alluded to the fact that he's holding out hope. Judon is holding out hope that he might be able to return, but it's two months minimum. And, you know, to what will he, would he be returning? Right. Um, you know, so – in any regard, he's out for, for a while. He's not going to be part of your solution to get back into this this race. And uh, Gonzalez, um, I, I haven't seen any definitive report, but I, I, I've read that it's a torn labrum for him, which is similar to what Marcus Jones is dealing with. So he's going to be out for a while, if not the entire season uh, as well. Um a lot of guys are eligible to return from from IR. I, you know, it certainly seems like Tyquan Thornton will be one of them based on um, his inter- Instagram. Was it Instagram that he had yeah, yesterday? I think it was, was on uh, the gram. Mm-hmm. You sure it wasn't? Uh, it wasn't Threads. <laughs> <laughs> Gallows humor. I like it, Mike. <laughs> good job. Good. good job. Are we still you doing know, Threads? But, but you know, no. I have to be transparent. While this is all transpiring during the game, I have to admit I was thinking, all right. Don't win anymore. Let's let's get let's get into the top pick race. Yeah. Did um, you just say that? <laughs> no, I mean I. Yeah, I'm just like, coming from you. That is just <laughs> no, I'm, jarring. Evan and I just. I'm, I'm not look saying. At each other. I'm not saying you don't stop trying. You don't stop. Well, you're trying, frustrated but, within the game. You mean? And, yeah, but during yeah. the game, you're like, okay, well, what's the point now? Like yeah. Paul said, okay, so maybe Judon can come back in December, or Gonzalez can come back in late November. To what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know about Gonzalez's. Just yeah, just to. I'm, no, I'm saying yeah, maybe. I don't know. I Either. think they're. I think he's out for the year. Yeah. But I mean, the crazy thing to me is just that we've only played four games. So it's 13 games. Like this season hasn't even really started that much yet. You know, you, like you still have well, 14 and three is still in the picture. Way to go! Four, but I don't know. Oh, how. And there it is. <laughs> 14 and three is still, still in the no, picture. I'm only kidding, but I don't know how. But what this like team how looks, like impossible. how do you even get to 500 at right. this point? The only way you get to 500 at this point is if you miraculously are playing the team without their best player or best players. No, that's like how the, they got but, the one. But they're playing us <laughs> without our best player, too. Yeah, true. Right. That's true. That's, and, and, and that and changes it. That changes it for me. It's like Matisse and I were looking at the, the rest of the schedule yesterday, and we were like, you still have to play the Bills twice. You still have to play the Dolphins. You still have to – there's so many people that you – the Chiefs. Chiefs. So that's it's like, four, how is that possible? So that's four that you're probably going to be hard-pressed. So that's seven losses. Mm-hmm. So to Fred's point, you know – Try to get to 500. You do that by going seven and two in, in the other nine games, and I think those other nine games are probably all like this one against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They're coin flips. Yeah. And, and then okay, so let's say you do get to 500. What good does that do you at this point? Wow, Fred really had no, an because, introspective because look at I, no. I, I'm really looking doing. at I'm this, and away. I'm looking at our personnel, and I'm talking about offense mostly. It ain't good enough. It's just not good enough and yeah. how do you turn that around yeah for 2024 and what is the team you know what team is this going to be what emerges i but i want to like conversate with paul for a second oh we Ooh. felt like those were those were <laughs> coin flips 
like without Judon and Gonzalez, do you really feel like there's still coin flips? Like I feel like it's kind of leaning the other way with a lot of those games now. Without well, it those depends. Two guys, it depends know? which one you know the specific games that you ask about. Like like the Raiders, okay, but like Adams well, without like if it's Miles Bryant but is, on Adams. But is Garoppolo like, playing in the Raiders game? Maybe. Because I would get the I, Raiders yeah, an edge if he not, is. Right. Um, you know, to your point, you those are the those have been their two best players. Not just defensive players, the yeah. best two players, and I think Jonathan Jones is probably close. I because and yeah. I'm judging on the fact that they haven't put him on IR, yeah. right? Right. So they have to think that they, he's had a chance the last couple of weeks. So I think if he comes back, that will help. But you're still dealing with even this week, okay? New Orleans, a team that's very much like the Patriots, mm-hmm. struggling to score points. Chris Olave, Michael Thomas. Uh, uh, is it Rashid? Rashid Shahid. 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 He's right? good. Um, Quick. You know, big play guy. So, is it Miles Bryant and Sean Wade? Mm. Like that's that's or Jonathan worry- Jones and Jack Jones. Maybe? That's worrisome. Like I don't think Jack Jones is coming back. Jack Jones. You know, and I think Jonathan Jones might come back. But even if it is Jack Jones coming back, to what? Like he hasn't played in months at this point. You know, so. That, trouble. That, that is that is a coin flip game to me, only because the other team can't score. But I would worry about the games like Washington, which is a game that I mm-hmm. didn't come into the season worrying about because they've they've demonstrated the ability to score. The Colts. Our, yeah. you know, the, right. Colts, the Colts. The Colts young quarterback is making plays, and if he happens to go out of the game like he did, Minshew can put points on the board yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. You know, that offense is, is played well. Those teams worry me. And it's like weird to say, but the Giants, I know that they have – They've had their moments where they're like, what is going on? But then they also have the ability to do what they did against the Cardinals and come back from being down 20. Right. Like, like, like so, I watched a lot of that game last night, mm-hmm. and, and, and it looks like a train wreck. You got mm-hmm. sacked 11 yep. times. You had multiple turnovers that turned into touchdowns. But there were times in that game where yes. they moved the ball effortlessly mm-hmm. against Seattle. I thought for large parts of that game they were a better team than Seattle, mm-hmm. and they didn't even come close to winning it. Maybe it's just one of those years for the Giants, and they're, done. they're one of the few teams that have scored fewer points than the Patriots. Yeah. Right, it's it's the Giants in Cincinnati. Wow. And my first of all, the, this team has broken me to the point where I, he hasn't I am spoken now, in ten, now, ten minutes. I'm now <laughs> sick on top of everything. <laughs> so just let's just put that out there of why my voice sounds like this. Uh, but this is in my lifetime, and I don't count the '90s because I wasn't old enough to really remember that. I, 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 hate, I hate him. He so just much. said he just said in my lifetime, he wasn't old enough to watch the tape yet. This was. This is the darkest place I've ever been in with this team. It's always darkest before the dawn. Yes. No, it's not. And this is this is <laughs> no, as <laughs> this is as down on the team as I have ever been. Ever. Wow. Really? In in talk about it. Twenty years of really understanding what was happening on the A little bit. Veins I did, I, well, I didn't want to let him. Uh, I didn't want to let him. You know get it all out up there you gotta leave it for him i was waiting for fred to like sort of rally the troops but i guess uh, evidently he's looking for caleb williams instead and uh you know to the, to the point about the uh, there's a million places to go but from the point of the injuries in some ways i hope people don't take this the wrong way because matthew judon's meant a lot to this team the last couple of years and i hate injuries for any player regardless of who it is he's 31 years old he already was unhappy with his contract this year. And I'm thinking about 2024 with this football team. So it, with him specifically, is it the worst thing in the world that Keon White is going to play more? 
and maybe you're going to see what Josh Uche can do as a three down player. And maybe, uh, you know, you'll see what some of the interior guys like a Sam Roberts or someone like that can do in the defensive front a little bit more. At this point, you are looking at the Judon thing to me as what, what can we develop for this team? Because, frankly, Matthew Judon is not going to be on the next great Patriots team. Okay. So what I would love is for Evan to be right, what he just said in the last minute. Keon White. I want to see Keon White full-time. Let's see what he is. You know what I'm afraid of? It's the same thing Evan said. I Jelani Tavai, Anthony Jennings, Trey activating Flowers. Trey Flowers. That's, yeah. what, that's what he if said. They, I'm afraid of they, Trey Flowers coming off PUP. Got to get that yeah. veteran in there. If they this is why to, we got him. Yeah. If they do, if they go that direction, that that is another strike to me against the coaching staff because that is selfish. That That is looking at it and saying, we think that to win on Sunday, Trey Flowers gives us the best chance to win and not looking at the bigger picture of where this team is heading and how they need to develop some of the youth on the team. With Christian Gonzalez, that one has me in a dark place because that <laughs> that is like one of the few players that we could cling to and say defensive rookie of the month, yeah. uh, you know, going up against toe-to-toe against these great receivers, and we could cling to that and say, well, we got a building block on defense. We have this foundational player on defense, and him being out – uh, for an extended period of time is is a is a death blow. I'm going to look opinion. at the positive on that, but I agree with everything Evan just said. Maybe you know you get him out, you know, get the shoulder healthy and get him stronger. Right, he's got to get a little bit bigger up top yeah. and, and be a little bit more physical. Um, but tremendous. I'll tell. How about the the rookie corners? Did you watch any of the game last night? The Witherspoon. Bit, bit. Oh my god. Yeah, that was his first good game. Uh, but, yeah. No, that was his first great game. Um, uh, is uh, well, unless Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were blowing smoke that Pete Carroll was trying to give them because they were very complimentary of him. Last night he was inside, outside, doing a lot of stuff, like two really good corners. Now the other one that was taking a pick before Gonzalez, Emmanuel Forbes, has not played very well. Mm-hmm. He's been very inconsistent and got torched by A.J. Brown on Sunday. Um, but for for Gonzalez – Maybe you can look at it as, okay, you know, maybe protects his body a little bit, gets a chance to get the surgery, maybe, you know, whatever yeah. you have to do for the labrum, and then get stronger, and maybe he comes back better than ever. But I agree with Evan. That's a – like, I was looking forward to watching him play against some of these receivers over the balance. Because of the that, right. that, that's no where matter you're what at, the record right? Well, you're you're yeah. at a point now where yeah. you have to l- watch the team – for individual players popping like is you know right. this guy right. might might be good for individual performances. right and gonzalez was you know the one guy that i felt like we would be able to sink our teeth into and be like all right they got something here with this number one corner and, and now you don't even have that so it's a dark place right now I, I think that the one thing i will say about watching uh mac jones yesterday i thought that bill o'brien uh talked about it a little bit today Th- to me that was you can say what you want about Mac Jones's physical tools and all that kind of stuff. The decision making in that game for Mac was uncharacteristic of Mac. Yeah, he he does. I, I would it, agree it was with weird. He doesn't it, play it, like that. You know, because the game the game starts out and they go right down the field. They only ended up with three, but it looked like okay, they're going to be able to throw the ball today. It, yeah. it looked that way, and I think Mac. You know, it was. The weather was right, you know. I'm joking, but you know, compared to some of the I'm other not. games, that came out. That came out during the post game, you know. And and I think like Mac was feeling pretty good, yeah. And yeah. I think that he was making decisions 
that of things that he can't do that he thought he could in that game and it it you know resulted in I think it was even worse than that like he he was making decisions that nobody should be doing like yeah. not not whether it's Mac Jones or it's it's Josh Allen or Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes John or Elway looked at one of those throws and said bro I don't know I don't <laughs> know if I could get it there. I can't because yeah. yeah. you got to remember like when he's on the right sideline and he's throwing across field oh. that's like a 45 yard pass but can you imagine doing it twice right well, the first one he got away with. The first that one, was the problem. The first yeah. one almost had like four different turnovers to it. <laughs> I know, but he got <laughs> right. away with it. I thought Bourne was going to cough it up. Too. I, I thought yeah. the first one was, in terms of like decision-making, was almost more egregious than the pick yes. six. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. He threw from the numbers on one side of the field to outside the numbers on the other side. I mean, I would just – I looked didn't even at, reach him. Like, Bourne barely scraped it off the ground. Right. Then he's bobbling it. I have never guys, seen him do that before. And, and, and that and was ever. so bad. And the second one was the, the the hitch. Like, he's sitting there. Like, you can't throw that that late in the down. Like, the d- defensive back's just sitting there watching he him. Was like, like, what's he going to do? Bland was, like, sitting next to him. <laughs> yeah. But to me, like, some people say, well, he was just desperate and trying to make plays. I looked at it as, like, he's actually feeling good about himself. Oh, I don't. I think the game, he was chucking and yeah. ducking. And, and, and he thinks he can do things that he can't do in this particular yeah. game. That well, game. That particular throw is a throw that he can't make that he thinks he can because he's made yeah. it repeatedly. I, I That game was up there with in terms of like seeing ghosts and then not necessarily seeing the field at all with some of like the Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold performances I've yeah. seen against the Patriots. Like the, the pick six that on the pick six, if he just throws it with some anticipation at the top of his yeah. drop, yeah. it's open at the top of the screen yeah. and he's not even looking there initially. And they're playing like a, a, a quarter, quarter, half, coverage where they have three guys running on the right side of the formation into routes into six defenders it's clear as day that the one-on-one matchup in the in the throw the read is taking him over to the left sideline so that's it was open initially but he threw it two and a half seconds too late yeah and i just i've never seen mac in particular like lose sight of the field like that like his field vision where his eyes were um you know where the decision making all of that and and i think that the one thing that i if you want to be positive about it is that was so uncharacteristically awful for mac jones like the way that just his process was just terrible and some of it was with micah parsons out of the game yeah you know? and that's and that's and i, I watched a bunch of mac yesterday because and i you know, I know last week we talked about Bedard's review, and I, I got to say I don't really, I don't really agree that the the pass protection was the biggest issue for them. I mean, it's certainly a problem, and there were mistakes, but I must have watched every third down that they had three, four times each, and Mac was just not in sync, drifting into pressure. He was late on a lot of the throws, and I think that allowed the pressure to get to him. But I also just didn't really agree with Greg. I thought there were, I mean, Evan and I talked about, there were throws there to be made if he got it out quick, if he saw it. Yeah. He had Parker on at least two crossers that were there. Give me something um, to do this afternoon. Read Greg. Well, Because well, I, well, I haven't and, seen it. And, well, and I didn't, and he was more tweeting just about how terrible the pass protection was. And I'm not going to tell you the pass protection was See, good. I think two things can be true at the same time. I, right. I looked at it, obviously we know how, because Mike and I did the whole postgame show, so I know how <laughs> Mike feels and, and I agree with him. I think the the pass protection was bad, and I think that he was uh, quote unquote under pressure a lot. But he made it per- worse. But it wasn't to the point where yes, that's perfectly put. He made it worse. It wasn't to the point where he was running for his life. 
and he was acting as if he needed to run for his life. So you can have numbers that tell me that he was under pressure 50-whatever percent of the time. I wouldn't argue with that. But I would also argue that he didn't handle it like I've seen him handle it in the past. To, to mm-hmm. Evan's point, Especially I've seen him show Philly. better. Yeah. yeah, I've seen him show better poise in the pocket. Yeah. So this game, you, for whatever reason, right. he did not so, show any poise. So, in the so what do you think rails. was the reason? Like just guessing, we don't. know. I think it's just unraveled for him. I mean, I just I think he he started the press, and I think it was just one of those games where he he lost it. But um, but just real quick, like it, it had me wondering. If a quarterback breaks the pocket and the, the yeah, I guess there was pressure there, but he could have just did a little sh- sh- move up and you know take a little sidestep. Do they qualify that as a pressure, even if though he could have gotten around? Yeah. He broke the pocket of his own volition. Like I said, I thought there was Unforced a lot of pressure. I yeah. thought there was a lot of very quick pressure, but not to the point where it should have impacted where his head was going. I thought he was watching the rush. Yep. Instead of looking, and that's why. And I thought Greg Olson did a really good job at times during the game of showing. You know, this this is an easy little throw right here. It's a four-yard crosser to Devontae Parker. It was there. Where he's not, like, wide open. Like, there's a guy on him. But that's kind of NFL open. And I thought Greg Olson did a good job of not killing him, but saying these these are throws that need to be made. And I think instead of making those throws, he was watching Micah Parsons. Yeah. Who was an ongoing – listen, he was an ongoing problem. He's a great player. It wasn't just him, too. I think it was other guys. Like, there were a couple – there was one, you know, where – the guard kind of came across Andrews, and 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 Andrews kind of took him and was. It looked like he might have gotten through, but he was kind of falling down. So it wasn't like he's coming up the middle. He's kind of falling, and it was just so many times where I'm like Mac, do a little stuff to the left and fire the ball, like you know. And it's just it seemed as soon as he felt like there was going to be pressure, he, he was out of his mind and, and doing something the, the, wrong. The, the strip sack to me was infuriating. Like he's sort of like jogging to the left. Down near his goal line, like, do you not think that someone's coming? Like, there's no, there was no awareness on well, that no play one is at coming, all. Paul, no one is coming. It's just us. Well, I know. well, right. that is the point, though. Coincidence? Is, is no one is co- like Mac is going to be the quarterback of this team, barring injury. Yeah. Like yeah, he's I agree. Gonna, he's going to be the quarterback, and and to get him back on the tracks here it is just. It, it starts with him really getting back to where he was. I thought in week one where he did manage the pocket well I thought and he did beat pressure by a a quick release and getting the ball out on time and those different types of things in this game I I I watched the offensive line multiple times through because 50% pressure rate from next gen 50% pressure rate from PFF other people are telling me so everybody was in control everybody was in agreement on that everybody was telling me that the pressure was was horrible and that on when was bad and uh, you know uh, Vidarian Lowe is he was bad like we all we all could (laughs) see that and 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 he gave he gave up nine nine pressures in this game. <laughs> Nineteen nine. pressures in his nine. two starts. Seventeen in his two starts. Oh, yeah. okay, sorry. Seventeen. <laughs> I thought it was ten last week. And uh, so he he was he was dreadful in this game. But in general, I I thought that there was a lot of opportunities to just make some layups and get the football out and and get the ball out of the pocket. Uh, and he made two of his turnovers were in clean pockets. So yeah. so you sit there and blame and blame the you know the pick six or he's in a clean pocket and he panics he panicked and I I just I've never seen Mac I honestly started to question in the second quarter if he even knew what play they were running like because when I say that I mean like 
as the ball was snapped, like he lost his mind totally. And you kind of wonder if like his eyes just weren't even going anywhere. And you just kind of wonder if he hmm. just lost all sense of, of the game at that point. Right. So that's why like when, when Mike was talking about all the pressure, like I'm not telling you that I disagree with the rankings. Like I'm telling you that there were plays that pressure presented itself that he just needed to throw the ball like Evan just explained yeah. he did throughout the Philadelphia game where he threw it in like 2.01 whatever seconds on average. And that's how they negated that pass rush is they got it out really quickly. Now, maybe he took a lot of hits in that game. He didn't want to take any more. Like, I don't know what the reason is, but for whatever reason, he didn't do the same thing in this game that he has, I think, generally. Because I, I am yeah. not a believer in Mac Jones future we that's no i don't think that's a secret but i haven't been down on mac jones to the point where he played on sunday yeah that's a totally different animal yep. like and yeah that, and that's he's a better I, player than that agreed yeah. and that's why i think it's and i i mean i just to say it like i acknowledge like this was you know a terrible game for him and it's hard because like you said paul you said it many times like he hasn't really won a game or lost a game and now this feels like the first loss yeah so you can feel the energy of patriots nation being like now we have our excuse to say, that's it, we're done with I this. will say that I did, and, and I was on the mailbag. I got a handful of those, and we never get them. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I would say, look, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on Paul's side of the street with this generally, but I, even I'm saying I think we need to just give him this week to see him have the ability to bounce back because I think every player has a game like this at some point in their career, and, you know, you have to be a little bit flexible with that performance. And, and you know, I just – Look, like I said, there's a long season to go. There's no reason to jump off the bridge right now. I mean, as much as we all want to, and we've been seeing the same thing, and I'm sure Paul can tell you I was frustrated watching the game. Like, this is the same thing we're watching over and over again. But it's just hard to jump off the bridge when they just didn't bring their game. They didn't bring their yeah. game in that one. I want to judge them off of one where, all right, at least like – But if you're the Saints and you looked at that game, are you – Chomping at the bit right now, yeah, and saying okay, yeah, and that, yeah. and that's why I don't know, you know, and, and it goes back to like Paul's fifty fifty thing, where I mean I'm feeling a little bit down, where I'm like I don't I, I feel like forty sixty on those games with the Patriots just because of the defensive injuries and and all that, but I think the Saints are kind of a perfect team for this because they they have a respectable defense, they certainly have pieces. The Patriots are not going to get handed this game offensively at least, and I think that it'll give them a chance to at least. Go against a good defense. Try to get right, um, but don't let those weapons yeah. on the other side I just side would lose. like to see the game unfold properly, as opposed to like minus three turnovers or plus yeah. three turnovers. You know, like if I, I'd like to see Straight what happens. Up. Just you know, the teams play. If they, you know, if these two teams want to play close to the vest, I don't know how healthy Derek Carr is. I didn't get a chance to watch a ton of that game. Um, the the final score of that game was deceptive. It was a a touchdown game with about two minutes left. Yeah. It was 17 and nine. Um, but Derek Carr only threw for like 130 yards. Yeah. He, he set a career high for passes behind the line. Of scrimmage. Yeah. I, I mean, like yeah, Kamara had everything. Kamara yeah. had 13 catches for 33 yards. That set a record for the most catches, fewest yards in the history of the league. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so I don't know how much of that had to do with his health. Yeah. And how much of it had to do with just their offense is struggling. I know my boy, Pete Carmichael, is under a lot of fire there. Um, former teammate of mine, Fred. At oh, every offensive go. coordinator for the uh, Saints. Uh, no, Boston Park League. Oh. Uh, well, he was the offensive coordinator for a long time but didn't <laughs> teammate call plays. Teammate right. <laughs> Now he calls. <laughs> now, no, yeah. no, no. no uh, baseball. I know. Baseball. baseball. Uh, yeah, no. The, he was a good player. The Bucks played a lot of too high defense and basically just 
dare Derek Carr to beat them outside the numbers. Sound yeah. familiar? Now they and, had, uh, it, but they did have a great deep ball to Olave that dropped him. Uh, yeah. I mean, kind of just got to have that got a one hand in there. It was tough. Yeah. Could have changed the complexion of the game. You know, when you when you're that kind of an offense, and you're setting up a, a shot or two, and then you you get it, and then you miss it. Yeah. yeah, that's how you end I up think, throwing for 130 actually, yards and get nine points. I actually yeah. thought that they had two that they could have hit down the field. Uh, the first one was the, the drop or ish, if you want to call yeah, it the that. The throw was a little late, too. I thought yeah. he was open and he didn't get it to him. And then the other one, I uh, just had a really fun time watching Vita Vea. My God, is that guy a monster. And he, he was right in his lap, and, and Carr couldn't get enough on and it. And it's another team. I mean, we can get to this more tomorrow, but another team with a lot of problems in their offensive line. Uh, Cesar Ruiz didn't play because of a concussion. Um, Pete had to leave the game because of a concussion. So those guys may or may not be available. They've struggled at right tackle with Penning yeah. um, a little bit too. So it's yeah, they're, they're mirror images. Right guard. Their right guard had a really yeah. – I, I think that's Ruiz's backup, I believe. Okay. He had a pretty rough game. I, I think that, you know, for the Patriots offense, it's just if you're out on Mac Jones, like I'm not – I'm not going to blame you. Like, I'm not going to keep pounding the table for a guy that clearly just has limitations and, and is struggling. But what I'm, why I'm, I'm in such a dark place with the team is because, like, is this going to be better with Drake May next year? Like, is that what you're trying to tell me? Like, even if they lose a bunch of games and they get that a top 10 pick, how, like, how is it going to – Okay. Unless so th- they change their philosophy. Th- this is this – is, oh. this is, It's more of an offseason. This is what topic. I've been preparing <laughs> Oh, <laughs> prior to because oh. Evan kind of opened the door to what to okay. say. You know, like, okay, so you get Caleb Williams. How is it going to be better if you stick with the same philosophy? Oh, I was waiting for a statement. And, and I've come to the point now where uh, when it comes to Bill Belichick, who runs this team, I still think he's the best head coach in the league. I, I don't know who I would rather have other than him. And I also think he's a good GM. But my definition of GM goes beyond just personnel. It's running the whole football. I still think he's one of the best. But I believe in 2024, there needs to be what you, whatever you want to call the person, a personnel director, GM, whatever you want to call that, that person answers to Robert Kraft. And whether it's Matt Groh or somebody else that they bring in, we need somebody to head up personnel that answers to the Krafts. Mm-hmm. Jonathan and Robert, and not to Bill. And obviously they all work together, and hopefully and I know Bill has to be on board with this because, you know, it doesn't work if he's not, but that's the conditions. Yeah. That's so the conditions. That's what that's what needs to happen, in my opinion. It's I a really interesting um, scenario, but what, what I think is, is different here, I understand what you're saying about Bill has to be on board with it. So let's just we'll, we'll play the game and hypothetical it and say Bill's on board with it. Is Bill also on board with changing his philosophy of how do you win games? Because if you don't change that, he's not the best head coach in football. Right. No, like I, you can keep saying that he's – and I'm not – this is not coming at you. We can all keep saying that he's the best head coach in football, but if he really believes that playing stout defense, running the ball, and being good on special teams is the key to success – He's not the best head coach in football anymore. Yeah. No, I, I, and that's a fair statement. And I thought about that as well. And, you know, part of this is that, you know, Bill O'Brien's still here and he's running the offense. You know? But I feel like it's not enough to have Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien needs the firepower, he needs the pieces. So well, if this well, GM could get 
the personnel in here to make this better and actually allow Bill O'Brien to run an effective offense and not be telling him yeah. to Paul's point that you have to run the ball. Right. right. I think this is Evan's yeah. point about like if what what changes if it's Drake May yeah. or Caleb Williams mm-hmm. if you still think you need receivers that block. Yep. Well, listen, if, if Do you know if, what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you're going to yeah. draft a quarterback in the top 5, you know, if you're lucky to have that or unlucky enough to have that <laughs> uh, and your philosophy is going to be run, 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 Mm-mm. then what are we doing? Why why bother drafting a quarterback in the top five if that's what you're going to do? Anyone can hand off the ball. So yeah. I'm assuming that if you're making a commitment to draft this guy in the top five, you're going to use him. Yeah. You know? And not only use him, but get some pieces and you around need the him. Pieces around. No, I get know he'll use Caleb Williams, but if he's Caleb Williams, is it's still not going to be as productive as it could be. It's still going to look ph- bad. If you have this philosophy. It's yeah. still, still going to look bad. If you put a rookie quarterback next year behind the line like this, and with receivers like that, yeah, it's I, still going to be I, bad. I know we and I know I know we say that Bill is stuck in his philosophy. No, I'm but, saying if right if and, and and right now it seems that that is what he wants to do. Maybe because he agrees with us that I don't have the right personnel. It's we're not that good, you know. And maybe maybe and again, I'm speaking for myself. Maybe maybe he thinks that Mac isn't that good, you know. But I, I but, we would all agree with him that Mac isn't that good. So why is your answer Juju Smith-Schuster and Mike Gesicki? Like if you really wanted to win this season, wouldn't the answer be, well, let's look at what Miami did for Tua, or let's look at what the Eagles did for Jalen Hurts, or let's look at the what all these other. Teams maybe he's did. saying if I had Jalen Hurts, I'd do the same thing. I just uh, I, I'm just confused as to like if your goal is to win football games, and you think your quarterback isn't all that great, then wouldn't the answer to that be to surround the quarterback with as much talent as possible so that he doesn't have to do as much? Because that that's that's what's crystal clear about all of this. Well, they, well, they don't. Well, let me let me. You're right, and I think two years ago they attempted that. And it just didn't work out as much as they thought it would. They didn't. I, I wouldn't say ago. no. What they, did they attempt two years ago? Two they years. Put, two they, years ago, th- those were equate brand firepower. I, they, they were the top of the market guys. They were the best but guys. Fred, available. They were the top of the market. That market. Yeah. That's right. But they weren't th- that caliber of player. They I, weren't AJ Brown. But, and by the way, those are the guys that went in those markets. Yeah. They, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown got traded while you were signing those guys. Because they didn't want to give up the assets. They wanted to get Right, the, so don't tell me that they okay, did okay, that Okay, then. but but they also believe that those assets are part of building this team back to contention. They didn't want to give up those assets. I, I'm just saying that if Bill stays, I believe we need a personnel guy that answers to the crafts, not to Bill. I but just, so think, th- but is, just as a response to that, like, does that give that personnel guy control of the 90-man roster? Well, because, essentially, yeah. yes. Under your guys, like, that's why I said we have to play it hypothetically. Yeah. And so Bill is completely saying, you guys do whatever you want with the personnel. No, of course he has input. No, no, but I'm saying that's the only way it would work. Yeah. I just don't think he wants to coach a team. I don't think no. he thinks that the fancy wide receivers are the way to, to go about it. Well, then, and, he, and, he, and like I said, the year before, like, part of his job should have been to understand – where things were going. So just because you got Hunter Henry and John o. Smith and paid $50 million for these tight ends that aren't worth that that amount of money, they're not the kind of playmakers, the next year you had top-flight weapons changing teams, multiple top-flight weapons. 
with Brown and Hill and Adams and you know, even Hollywood Brown, for God's sakes, would be a, an improvement over what you have speed-wise. And he like that's part of being a good GM is recognizing where that market's right. going. And, and going forward, somebody else would be the ultimate decider of that. I just don't think he'll be the head coach if that's the way you go. And that yeah. might be true. You yeah. might be right. I, but I, I, I believe that's, that's where I But I believe that's how you need to go. I, I don't know. Because I, I still believe he's the best head coach in the league. I don't. I, I do. I, I haven't really thought that in a yeah. while, to be honest with you. I see I, other I teams just, yeah. that have talent that's, you know, not as not as great as what the Patriots had in their heyday. And yeah. That's, that's it for me, Paul. I mean, that's what, what does a coach do? You know, like if it, a coach have said it, I said it a hundred times last week is elevate that personnel. But I just think it's funny because we're kind of coming back to the Terry Glenn, Bill Parcells craft thing. Like, it just sounds like we're going, you know what I mean? Like, that's 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 what happened, right? Well, I mean, it, but but no one else went and tried to get. Well, the what happened was he Robert Kraft sided with Bobby Greer. Yeah. He Robert Kraft had a personnel guy and he said, if I'm going to spend all this money to my scouting department and. We're going to listen to what they say. But I think it comes back to, I don't know if you meant to make this point, a philosophy with that position. Yeah. I think it goes, ba- it, it goes back that far. Yeah. That's not how you do it. Yeah. And but as much it, yeah. as I love Parcells, Parcells was wrong. Terry Glenn was how you do it. Now, he ended up being right because Terry Glenn wasn't mature enough to handle things but he could play. off the field. But he showed you immediately that he could play mm-hmm. and was a big part of a team that went to the Super Bowl. I also would just say that, it, to me, it's also not just about receivers. Yeah. What, yeah. what they've done with the tackles over the last couple of years is malpractice. Like They went into the season with Riley Reef and Calvin Anderson as their top two options at right tackle, and now they have to play a guy that they traded for who was going to get cut by the team that he was on previously, and, and Vidarian Lowe can't block anybody. Again, so this Calvin is why Anderson, if he can't beat all, of the, all of the above is why I believe you need a guy now who has that autonomy. Yeah, yeah. but he, I need it to be the coach because I don't trust just some random guy to be well, in lockstep any, with the right. coach. But But – that I works on a lot of teams. No, but I don't think that Bill is going to be okay. lockstep with Matt Groh. Like, okay, I, I have control now. Okay, now we're going to do the Evan plan, and we're going to get weapons, and we're going to get tackles, and we're going to get maybe some defensive linemen that can move and not just take up space. God I don't think Bill will be on board with that. Yeah, I, I just you had a, a quarterback in Mac Jones that has his limitations. We all can see that. We can all tell that he is not going to be the driving force that's going to win you football games. So when you look at his limitations, like the number one thing with his limitations is a lack of mobility and a lack of arm talent. So what do you need to do? You need to protect him and you need to create bigger passing lanes because he's not going to throw guys open. He's not going to scramble and make these great plays off platform and stuff like that. So you need to make it easier for him. You need to protect him and you need to get guys that can get open. They don't have either one of those boxes checked. And so unless you're telling me that you know, there's so few quarterbacks that succeed pretty much regardless of the environment that they are in. Even this year with, with Mahomes, he's starting to you know feel some of the growing pains of that offense and not having Tyreek and not having all the weapons that they've had in the past. So at some point, you have to look at that and say that. But it sounds that to pos- me, it sounds to me, what you're saying is, I want a Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay type of head coach. 150 percent. Okay. Yeah, you need someone that's. That's who? what I want. Who? Ben, uh, ben Johnson. Ben Johnson's a good one. Uh, I like the. And where the, is he right now? Offensive Detroit. coordinator for Detroit. the Lions. 
I, I like uh, Waldron in Seattle too. I think he does a lot of creative now things. He was we he, know him well. No, he was here. Yeah, he um, was here. Paul's guy on the Cardinals. Yeah. My fear... <laughs> Paul's Wellesley guy from the Cardinals who <laughs> evidently can light up even the Niners. <laughs> My guess is, is that if you have a new coach in here next year, then you're going to have a new quarterback as well. Yeah. And if that those two things happen, I don't like the idea of a defensive-minded head coach developing that quarterback. Unless you're telling... Well, it would be Bill O'Brien. I, I guess I like oh. that a little bit better, but how long is Bill O'Brien going to be here for? Yeah. Because if he leaves the guy just like Josh McDaniels did after f- yeah. his one year, then... I think Bill O'Brien already looks like a guy who might be gone, and there's reports that say that he's sort of in line with that Michigan State job. Oh, like, really? I, I don't... Oh, wow. Uh, there's, there's one more thing, though, I just want to bring up with this, like, because next year... The, they're going to have at least three openings on their offensive line. They're going to have no tight ends, and they have Ramondre as their running back. And, and you want to call Kevin Harrison there too. But he'll like, be going into his last year. So there's huge lifting to be done outside of the quarterback Agreed. and the weapons. Agreed. Which is, you know, and, yeah. and so in some ways, I feel like oh, it's a little bit of an opportunity. But I also just wonder, like, how much resources do you have to add two tackles? Some running, maybe two running backs. Oh, but this is why you can't spend. You know, like th- this is why you can't spend money on nose tackles and guards, right? Like this is Long why snappers. this is why the <laughs> a, the resources need to be allocated properly because mm-hmm. there is a lot of things that need to be fixed. By the way, Paul, uh, the Patriots have, have fallen to thirty second in special teams in DVOA, so they oh, are really? they are officially the last place team in. It's funny how year. funny how Paul was ahead of the curve on that. A lot of also, that is because of, of missed field goals. I feel like <laughs> they could have been chipping away at some of this stuff. That you that you brought brought up just now, Mike. I feel like, but they've been focusing on other things. That you're like, why are they re-signing this person? Why are they bringing in this person? They could have been chipping away at some of these holes that are going to be there next year, as well as. But I I think that they, in some ways, I think that some of these positions that they value a little bit more than other people are filled. Like I I think that you will have guards because you drafted like 16 of them, and and you have Cole Strange under contract too. I think you will have defensive linemen here next year that can play i don't think you need to go out and 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 spend 20 million dollars on on a defensive end next year so i think that there are places you know christian gonzalez will be back and will be healthy as your number one corner so those some of these boxes have been checked already but they just ignore the the other the the more important boxes they 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 the things that they have prioritized are just not things that are worth prior to prioritizing and, and and on top of that you know we go back to those day two draft picks all the time from this past draft Keon White played nine snaps before the game got out of hand in this game Marty Mapu played a little bit more in this game but that's a, a player that's like the fourth safety on this team right now they and had I, and I haven't really no, like Keon White at least in his limited snaps I notice him I haven't really noticed much from Mapu other than him hitting Waddle in the head <laughs> They just had uh, they had more pressing needs than than those two positions. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I totally agree. And, with and that. so now that now they're they're in a spot where, you know, Marty Mapu might end up being a nice player for them down the line, but he's not playing over Jabril Peppers. He's not playing over Kyle Duggar. Uh, I you know he's starting now to play over Adrian Phillips, but like he's your third safety. Yeah. At best, whereas you know with some of the guys that that have panned out in the draft. Like that could have been Marvin Mims, or that could have been Dewan Jones, or that you know that yeah. could have been a player well, that could help you immediately. Who's the other Just one that you got? The other receiver, Josh Downs. Downs, you like? yeah, Downs, I like yeah. Downs. Yeah, um, I like. But uh, I mean, Rice from Kansas you know, City, you, who's making some plays. You brought up the edge, though. I mean, Uche's a free agent. Judon will now be coming off a major injury at 32 next year. Right. So that's that's what you got. So you that's got part of it. Like that, because I know a free agent too. I know there's been a lot made of they have a lot of money. 
um, and they're going to have a lot of cap space and they'll have a lot of money to spend next year. But what I worry about is retaining too many of those guys. And I'm not suggesting you let them all go. But how much money do you have to eat away to retain Duggar if you do? And to Evan's point, maybe you don't need to, even though I love Kyle Duggar. I think he's a really good player. Um, but maybe if you have Mapu and you know you want to have him have a bigger role next year, yeah, Mapu you, and you, Peppers, you can you can let him go. Yeah, I'm not as high on your guy as you are, but um, <laughs> are you really like you really don't like him Peppers? At all? I think is just a thoroughly average player who really? makes makes a big hit or two every week and I'm surprised. Gets he's made a lot of plays since he's been here. I, I think you're being. <laughs> I thought the play he made now. on the screen pass two weeks ago was the best play that I've seen him make as yeah, a Patriot. Rand, poor Randall Cobb. Well, yeah, I thought that was the best play I've seen him make as a pay. I haven't seen all, a lot of those. Agree to disagree. That's a, I mean that's okay. That's what I mean. That's what we're all yeah. here for, right? We're sure. all we're all here to talk about different things. Um, like a when you like, do, do you resign him or do you say, no, yeah, I got Mafia, I got so one of these guys yeah. should be able to be like. Yeah. That's what you hope for. Yeah. Um, I think, but, but at the same Fred's, time, you Fred's need GM guys. Guy. You need guys to fill in. Fred's GM guy would look at the guard situation and be like, you know, Mafia can play. Right, and and th- yeah. th- that would be, that would be what they would roll, and that might be what the Patriots roll with. But are they going to use the ten million dollars of not signing Mike Onwenu? Like, where are they going to put right. that money? Because this offseason they put that money on signing like thirty average players, and you know, and not actually right. moving re- the needle. So yeah, no? so that's what I'm thinking about the head because I was doing the block, I was getting killed. Yeah. I mean. Oh. The natives were restless. I mean, I was getting into fights. It, it was terrible. <laughs> Who and, are you fighting? And, 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 fighting? and I wasn't getting in fights with people's opinion about what we're talking about. It's just the venom that they were. And I'm like, people. I think somebody actually screenshotted one of my co- I said, it's not about who's right or who's wrong at this point. Why the venom? It's just is this football. Yeah. Yeah. I said, unless right your now? kid's future is tied up in this game, <laughs> why are we... <laughs> like going nuts here. Yeah, I mean, it was really getting nasty, you know. Um, I guess we're lucky at our halftime talks. Mm-hmm. They weren't. They were. They weren't. Yeah. Too oh. Do you know, do you know Mike us? and I had a speak at halftime? I know, and I heard it wasn't uh, pretty. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I'm like ten year old kid so, asking so, if we're going to get rid so, of Mac. <laughs> so you know, and obviously uh, most of it was Bill and Mac. That's where the yes, venom was. I would agree. Sure. As far as Mac goes, I'm still willing to give it this season. Um, I don't think you really have a choice. You, yeah. you know, no. but but you know what I mean, like in terms of the fifth year option and all that. I'm not like there are people right now that say that's it, he's out. I mean, they're t- talking. Yeah. People were saying cut him after the game. I'm serious. Oh, wow. I'm 100 percent serious. Cut him after the game. If you had an option, I could understand that, but you don't. <laughs> well, they like, don't care. I'm, it's no, like but just what I'm saying on. is, well, yeah. but, I, but I'm trying to look at it yeah. realistically yeah. from yeah. the other point of view. Just because I disagree with it, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing that but if like will greer was here the whole year and you just said you know we got to get him a chance to play like i think they have an idea of zappy i think they're telling you what they think of zappy on multiple fronts they've already cut him and they're bringing in anybody with a pulse to come in and try to be the number two guy right it was matt corral it was ian book and now it's will greer right. like clearly they're looking for a number two option that's better than bailey zappy so if one of those guys was around for like the whole year and knew the whole system, I wouldn't tell you that that's foolish. Yeah. But you don't have any options. Yeah, no. but they, they your options are play a guy that I already cut no, that I don't like. Obviously, they're or a guy who's not ready. They're giving up in the season and they're saying that out of spite. Mm-hmm. You know, know, they're throwing the baby out with the bath wash. 
Bath water. water. Um, you know, so, and, and I understand where they're coming from, but that's the level that we were yeah. at. You yeah. know, I'm I'm not there. I'm I'm saying let's just see what this kid I, can do the rest sounded, of the season because you sounded like you were there at the beginning of the show. I mean, but I just I, I, I can't. Yeah. I'm just talking about I, particularly. Look, Matt, I'll, right I'll, I'll, I'll I'll jump on this grenade, but I mean, I for me with all the holes that they have and all the conversations we've had about are they realistically going to get Drake May? You know, they're not going to get Caleb Williams first overall. Like to me right now, where I sit, I still think Mac is the quarterback next year, and you got to do everything you well, can. Well, you're saying they're not going to get Caleb Williams first overall. They're in the running. Well, if, it, if right you get now, to that point, then then you, right now, then you do it. But I think you keep playing Mac, and then you. Who is he? I, I think it's know. no. They, I'm just being broken, realistic they, here. They've broken you, Fred. I think when, it's when easier you to get Fred. You're, yeah. you're in real. I think it'll be easier to get one of the top wide receivers than it will be to get one of the top quarterbacks. And I he think, will never draft a wide receiver in the top ten. That's 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 fair. Never. But if you're going with somebody so, new, just, just like off the top of your head, don't give it any thought. What do you think the Patriots' record will be when the season's over? Eight and nine. Okay. Ooh, okay. Eight wins. Wow. So that's why you don't think there's any chance to get a quad. I, I think they're on the way to like a like a five yeah. five win team. And if you are, you're in the top five. Yeah. And and what killed me was losing Judon and Gonzalez because yeah. that your defense was your hope at this point. You you, I'm saying the ceiling right now is six and eleven. Yeah, I I would say that like that those nine. So let's don't count Buffalo twice, Miami and Kansas City. I think we'd all agree. You can pull an upset. Upsets happen in the league all the time. Arizona just beat Dallas, right? All right so but those four games, that gives you seven, seven losses. So the other nine games, six you and three. Yeah, well, that's not getting you the seven eight and nine. Sorry, seven and two. No. <laughs> like seven and two. I'm literally looking. For all games I'm that. I'm going to talk myself into it live no, right No, no, here. no, no, no. I'm, I'm not trying to talk <laughs> you out of it, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to say, like, you think they can go eight and nine. I think Fred and I are kind of at the six win thing. Because what I see nine games that I would say like New Orleans, Vegas, Denver, Pittsburgh, Indy, Washington, you know, the Jets, um, the Chargers, and the Giants, those are the other nine games. I see five and four or four and five. I think it's a, I think every one of those games could go either way. And when you have a lot of games that could go either way, they, they generally go either way. Right. I don't think they'll lose them all, but I think it's Highly unrealistic unreal- to expect them to go eight and one in those nine games. Well, if they get to, to that go to point, n- to go nine and eight, eight nine. I- if they get to that point, though, then Even it changes it. Yeah. I mean, it changes everything. There's not going to be you know a, a drum b- beat to bring this team back if they win five or six games this season. I mean, it'll be it'll be yeah. turnover. I mean, no I, one's going to. The I other think- thing that is, I'm sorry, but I just want to fit. Mm-hmm. The other thing that is, has me losing my hope a little because remember, I started the season with no expectations <laughs> but hope. And the reason why I'm losing that hope is because I don't see what's going to happen on offense that's going to fix it. You know, every week so far, I've been saying, okay, this is the week. They're going to start turning things around. I don't see what's going to happen on offense that's going to make things better. I I don't see it. Please, someone tell me where the the thing that that is going to happen, but I don't see it. The only thing that I can give you, because you asked for it, is... please. The offensive line should be better than this. The like, I'm not saying that they are going to be an elite top five offensive line. They should not be the the worst offensive line in the NFL. They just shouldn't. And if you can figure out a better solution at right tackle than Vidarian Low, and maybe get Cole Strange to you know be good yep. again, or I don't even know if again is the right word. Uh, that they should be better on the line moving forward. Okay, they should be. 
And if you are, then you're looking at a team that's, you know, maybe a little bit more running the football a little bit better and, and doing some of those little things a little bit better. And are they going to be explosive and put up 30 points a game? No, of course not. So, But when we that's a place to start. You know, there were very few givens when it came to the offense going into the season. But one of them was, oh, we think we got a pretty good back of Ramondre Stevenson. Mm. But even he's having trouble right now. And you could chalk it up to just the line in front of him. But he just doesn't look right. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I think that there's also just a degree of when a football offense isn't playing well, it all looks terrible. It all you're it right. It all looks terrible. You're right. And you know, there's and I'm not saying that they're going to be even good, but it'll be it'll be better. And, that's, and that's, that's what you have coaches for, and that's what you know Monday through Saturdays for is to get, is just to hey, let's calm down, let's break it down, let's watch exactly what this is why this happened. You can fix this. You know, yeah. I just don't know on offense what that is at this point or if it can be but you know i'll go with evan let's say the line plays well that answers a lot of questions if they can start playing better yeah, that gives max that some time, gives max some time well, open some holes and i think that's realistic as yeah. they play more together they should get better yeah. right yeah i just don't know if that's the difference between you know three more scores four more scores a game which they need to do to get to an average level of offense i yeah. think that they need to do something drastic on the offensive line drastic like Kicking on Wenu to tackle, I think you kick on Wenu to tackle. You Who, put, by the way, had one of his worst games. Yeah, I'm I'm not worried about him. I think that I think it's getting a little bit overblown how bad he was. What about Collins? Lyle, Lyle Collins, Collins, if he's healthy, I guess. Supposedly he he passed a physical. I mean, I, that, yeah. might, that might have been agent speak from his agent. <laughs> Who knows? I, I think you're at the point with the. Well, the last guy they signed didn't pass a physical. That guy in the uh, right. Marquand McCall. Hello, goodbye. <laughs> it's amazing how he remembers Mark, the names. Well, he loved that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you need Day to. You're that. at the point now where you have four games to to judge, and two of Darian Lowe, where this this is not NFL caliber. Yeah, it was like he played he, like he played left tackle the first game, and you're like, hey, like the game didn't fall apart. He's okay. And then you know, like three games in a row well, now, and, and it just—I kind of brought it up. Like it reflects really poorly on Calvin <coughs> Anderson, who I think we all were kind of like, "This is the guy that they're bringing in that they have some kind of designs on," because they didn't really sign anyone else. I mean, we know what Riley Reef was, and that's a like maybe hold the fort for a few games kind of a guy. But those were the moves that they were kind of trumpeting, and now that guy can't beat Vidarian Low out at right tackle. So you want to give you want point. You want to have a little hope? Yes. A team that lost Lunch seven, is coming. a team that lost seventy to nothing two weeks ago came back and came from behind and won a game. Yeah. It was seventy to twenty, first of all. Um, but Whatever. they, they yeah, came seven. from behind and beat a winless team. Okay, but that they, hasn't won. But they didn't collapse. The last game that team won was was when they beat they, you. They didn't collapse even when they started. <laughs> even when they started losing the game after giving up seventy points. You know, yeah. looked like they were going to no, lose and, another and, and, like, one. They still came back. So and, there's hope. Yeah, I don't want to get the, uh, you know. But we still have yet yeah. to see this team be able to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, that's, and I have no yeah. illusions that what you saw Sunday is what the team is. I don't think it's no, that but bad. It's not, that was a, bu- that was a right. bad performance. But it's not all of a sudden the 2007 Patriots. Like, you know, they're, but if they're, you're asking they if they were confident. playing Buffalo this week, would I give them a chance? No. No. Mm-hmm. Move on to when to tackle. Start Mafia at right guard. Get Cole Strange back at left guard. And let's see what it looks like. That, uh, those are five offensive linemen that I think are NFL caliber players. I, I do not think that Vidarian Lowe is an NFL caliber player. So I- at least you have five guys that you know can play at this level. And I'm along with a lot of other offensive coaches that I could call out right now. Like Adrian Clem's got to start making his money. Like 
you had a lot of injuries. You had poor continuity all summer long. I get all that. But at some point in time, you're four weeks into the season now. You've had relatively the same group for a couple weeks. you got to start seeing some results from the line because the the run game, I, I still have scheme questions with the run game. But in, in general, you got to block some people. Like, you know, that that's how you get this thing going is it, improve up front. Yeah. All right, 855-PASS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Obviously, a lot of people want to weigh in here, so let's get going. Collins in Texas. What's up, Colin? Hey, guys. Um, just had two quick points and wanted to end on a positive note, if you give me the time. Um, so really just the first thing, I was at the game, and just the 40% Patriots fans there, just disappointing. It, it, you know, there were a lot of Patriots up. fans, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, you're walking around, and we were at the game like eight years ago whenever they were here, and we're walking out, chanting Brady, you know, going through the halls, and it's just, it was glorious, and this was 180 degrees opposite of what it was. Um, and it's just, it's disappointing, too, because you watch that first half of the Cardinals game, and they're putting up a fight, you know, and they're they're trying to actively give away assets and, and build for the future and, and tank, if you will, mm-hmm. and we're, we're not even keeping up with that, you know, and it's just, it's a shame. Yep. Right, and I think that's where, where uh, Evan and I started with, you know, the Keon Whites and the and the Mapus of the world. Like, you can quote unquote tank, and I know that no one will ever use that word, and play your butt off just like Arizona is, and and they're playing really hard, but they've stripped away some guys that might be the difference between winning and losing some of these close games. I like to tank where you're playing players that are promising and you're just like, look, we're just going to go for it. And if Keon White does what he does last week and rushes upfield and loses his gap and some, you know, they run right by him, all right, we'll live with it. Let's let them make these mistakes now for the future. Right. And the, the Judon thing that I would worry about is so they gave, him a, they gave him a little bump this year to get him back in training camp, right? So what happens the year after that? It's the Stephon Gilmore. It becomes Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore, and that yep. guy ends up being gone. Yeah. Uh, now, maybe in a warped way, the injury helps you there because he's going to have a hard time saying, I need more money when I only played four games. Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? What else, Colin? Yeah, and, I mean, we walked away saying we should have just forfeited, you know, because we would have still had Gonzo. We still would have had Juju. To add on a positive note, I, uh, I did visit the Hall at Patriots place and just want to let everybody know it, it's all it's cracked up to be. Um, I even ran into Tamara and – and Mike and, and Paul there, and it was awesome oh. to see you guys. And um, so you get yeah, an autograph from Paul. Place. Don't yeah. be mean. So if you're if you're trying to uh, trying to get the positivity back in your life, go to the hall. You know, live through the uh, the past joys, and you guys have a wonderful day. All right, thanks, thanks Colin. Colin. Uh, Patty I wonder if you visited the your Bill Peppers uh, exhibit. <laughs> What's up, Patty? Statue up front. Wants to take cheap shots. What's up, everyone? Hey. <laughs> so I'll make a quick point, and I got a question for everyone. I'm with you, Freddie. Let's crash for Caleb. Let's rip this thing down to the freaking studs and start over. New head coach, new quarterback, new GM. Well, let's do it. Um, my question, though, is why do you think, and I'm not just our team specifically, but why do you think there's so many injuries in the NFL? Like, over the past few years, is it because of the CBA agreement and now they're, I mean, they practice year-round? I, I, think, I know Bill said I, the time didn't change. Like, they, they still have the same amount of time, but before it was, you went to training camp and that was it. I think there's always, and I think, are there any more this year than any other year? I don't know. I'm Not that I've yeah. clocked. Yeah. I think we do this every year. Yeah. Um, and I don't have the information in front Thanks, of me, Patty. so Patty could have it right. Um, but I feel like 
you know, like Tredavious White was like the most recent one. Yeah. You know, he goes you know, down with a torn Achilles. Um, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, but, is a but big one. But it, it does seem like there's a lot of serious injuries to, high profile you know, high-profile players. But I don't think there's any more than normal. Those two injuries to Gonzo, I mean, those are yeah, just kind of falling the That's weird. Kind of thing. Like, to me, like the Marcus Jones and Gonzalez torn labrum for both of both them. Both kind of get landed kind of, on. Kind of, that's weird to me. Well, it, it, it's... It's funny. There's certain years that, like, there's a rash of certain injuries. Like, one year it's all hamstrings. This year it's all arms and shoulders. Remember the thumb year? There was a year where, like, there were, like, three or four guys that all had broken thumbs. Yeah, it's it's weird how that happens sometimes. One more, and then we'll get to uh, Paul's food. Donnie's in Pittsburgh. What's up, Donnie? He's so mean to me. Hey, Al, thanks for taking the call. Uh, thankfully, Steelers embarrassed themselves equally this week, so I'm not getting bullied out here. Yeah. Um, but I'm just kind of done with Mac. Uh, he's a college quarterback. That's where we're at. Um, you know, I, last time I called and when I emailed in, I talked about being one for seven on the first set of drives against the Dolphins. Mac's career conversion rate on offensive drives so far, including Dallas, is 37%. This year, he's 10 out of 48 for 20%. Uh, this might sound harsh or unfair, but those are Brandon Whedon numbers. Brandon Whedon's two years in the league. He was given eight starts his second year before the Browns decided yeah, but he was, it was 40. Uh, <laughs> and he was 20 for 91 that year, which is the pace Mac is currently on for eight games right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whether he's the only option we have to ride out this year, I, that might just be the reality. But he is not an NFL quarterback. And, you know, even if Zappi is just an NFL backup, that might be the better option this year. Yep. And I'll let you guys chew on that. All right. Thanks, Donnie. No, Donnie yeah. did his homework. Don't, don't, so. I don't, don't call me in with Bailey Zappi. Yeah, I don't like, I don't know that he's not an NFL quarterback. I don't know if he's a, a, a playoff caliber NFL quarterback. I'll yeah. say that. But what was that? Uh, those numbers that uh, Warren Sharp had out yesterday? It's just percentage of drives that end in a, a punt. punt or a turnover, yeah. and the Patriots are dead last. Yeah. yeah. And scores, they're dead last, too. Like, same thing. Like, yeah. number of scores well, that end. They're 31st seconds. in scoring. Again, I, mean, I, I, I think they, they jumped up to 30th with the Giants game oh, last hey. night. Oh, oh. Uh, maybe a better offensive line fixes that. I'm talking about this year, 2023. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm losing hope really quickly about this offense. So, all right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. More calls and emails here in Patriots Unfiltered. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. And Logan, everyone, a very pleasant good afternoon. Welcome to Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium for a week four encounter of the one and two New England Patriots and the two and one Dallas Cowboys. Bob Sosi with Scott Zolak. It is great to have you with us. Now with an empty set on second and four. Prescott takes the shotgun snap. Good coverage. He rolls to the near side and he finds an open Michael Gallup along the near sideline. He hurdles past Bryant at the 45 of New England and eventually Jabril Peppers shoves him out at the 40. So the Patriots playing coverage, contain rush. Prescott maneuvers and finds a wide open gallop down the left sideline. Too much initial time in the pocket. Really didn't really have to bounce here. 
but you know, Wise gets in a little internal pressure, forces him outside. That's a big play right there for Dak trying to gallop. That's 28 yards, too easy. Nino Pollard in the backfield, hands Gallagher. on knees. Prescott with an adjustment at the line, squats under center, takes the snap, and he oh. runs into Pollard on the handoff. Pollard strung out wide and tackled by Duggar. The Cowboys stop themselves before Duggar records the takedown at the five. They will take advantage of it. Just nothing but pure stupidity by the Cowboys. Opening drive of the game, first to goal inside the 10. Quarterback running into the back. You don't know which way he's going. Shovel pass, fade throw. Just handed to that guy three times. What are you doing? And now the former MLS soccer player, Brandon Aubrey, who's made his first 10 field goal tries. The first kicker in the Super Bowl era to make his first 10 attempts in the first three weeks of the season on to attempt a 28-yarder from the right hash. With a snap to anger, the swing of the right leg, the kick lifted to the uprights, gives Dallas the early lead, a field goal, but yet a win of sorts for the Patriots' defense. Time they out. turn the Cowboys yeah. aside in a search for seven, what is now a 3-0 game. It's so. a third and six. Henry motions right. That gives Jones three receivers to the right, one Parker to the left. Stevenson steps up inside the left guard as Jones takes a shotgun snap. Pocket holding, now right. Matt rolling left, throwing downfield, soft tosses to a wide open Douglas at the 30. Stutter step on the cut, and a spin to the far sideline, 20. Oh. And Demario Douglas oh. tumbles out of bounds. First down, New England. When Mac Jones started this game, extremely accurate here. Scrambles out, I thought he was gonna take off. I thought he could have picked it up, but the Cowboys started to close defensively. Directs traffic and floats one. Perfectly to Demario Douglas, and then he spins out of the cut. What a move by the kid. And now he'll attempt a try from the right hash of the 19. 29-yard attempt. Waits in the staggered stance, snap is in place, kick is airborne to the uprights, and the kick is good. So Chad Ryland draws the Patriots even with a fourth field goal in his fourth NFL game. Christian Gonzalez came off the field, his right arm tight to his side, seemingly injuring his shoulder. He's gone to the injury tent along the Patriots' sideline. Meanwhile, in a 3-3 tie, Dallas with Prescott to lob a throw left side into the end zone for Lamb, makes the grab. He dropped it into the basket, and the Cowboys take the lead. How do you not go at it? I mean, you're down to Sean Wade and Miles Bryant on the outside. And you got CeeDee Lamb to drop in the bucket for Dak. Easy touchdown, pitch and catch. Man, you're gonna be chasing now. Matt Jones, meanwhile, three for four on the first drive for the Patriots. He'll work under center with Elliott, the single back behind him. Two tight ends to the right, plus Bourne to the right. Two receivers wide to the left. With the ball on the near hash, the right hash. Jones changing the play. Farrell Brown. Moves into the backfield offset fullback. Hand off to Elliott. Runs to the right side. Dragging a defender forward. Van Der Esch had him by the seat of his pants. But Ezekiel Elliott runs it across the 34. Connor, second counter of the game. Had one earlier to Ramondre down inside the red zone. It's good action here. Gesicki in the left slot inside of Parker. Henry slots right on the outside Smith Schuster. Elliott starts in motion left and then comes back to Matt Jones. Back summoning him with his left hand. Now extending the hand, the first in 10. Takes the snap, dropping back, pressured up the middle, slings it down the middle, and the pass is caught by Kasicki. Crossing left to right at midfield. A grab under duress with curse on coverage. Hell a little sidearm throw here by Mack to avoid the pressure. Pressure comes from that left side. I think it was Parks, Parsons that almost got to him, but it's a good catch by Kasicki, dragging left to right. It's fourth and less than a yard. And they're going to line push. up for the tush push. Snap to Jones. And he plunges forward. It's close. He didn't get it. 
He's short. Oh, he got it. Well, the official from the far side no. ran up and spotted him short. So no, no, no. Because I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the replay here. The blue. I thought the blue. No, he's short. He's short. Now Jalen Mills is in the slot. Cornerback for the Patriots opposite C.D. Lamb. Prescott on third and eight, being pressured by Wise oh. up the middle and then driven down and sacked by Uche. There you go. Patriots get to the quarterback for the first time today with a sack back at the 33-yard line. Fantastic job. Interior rush right here. You know, you get tied up. Um, Mills is late setting on Lamb. He gets the jam, though. And I don't know if Dak wanted to go to him, and he came back to the left side. By that time, it collapsed on him. That's what you got to do. That's what I thought you had a chance at to start this game. It's the push head edge. So a second down and seven. Stevenson stays on the single back. Two tight ends stacked to the right. Two receivers to the left. Now Juju starts in motion from the right, reversing direction. Jones with a play pick. He's in the pocket pressure. Max starts to roll to the near side. He's sacked. Ball's picked up by Van Der Esch. A fumble. A scoop and score. You just said it. Can't have a turnover down here. And what do you do? Give up the rush on the right side. Darren Lowe gets beat. He gets tracked down from behind. He doesn't have eyes in the back of his head, but you gotta know things are breaking down around you. Ball gets put on the ground, stupid score. Here we go, chasing 14 again. Gross. And now the Cowboys fake it with a throw off the snap to the right and lumbering in for the score on a two-point conversion. Wow. Out coached right now, boy. Well, the Cowboys looking to bounce back, oh. and they throw it to Chauncey Golston, a 285-pound defensive end, leaking out wide open to the right for the two-point conversion, dialed up by Mike McCarthy. And the Cowboys are rolling in the second. Jones in the gun, three receivers left, two to the right. Back, pressured again, rolls to his right, looks downfield, holds up, Throws back oh. across the field, caught by Bourne on a bobble at the 30, and then he's tackled forward to the 35-yard line. A dangerous throw across oh the grade. Kendrick Bourne makes the play, and eventually is forced down by Deron Bland. Playing with fire, man. You are playing with fire when you go outside the numbers to the right and throw all the way back across the grain to the outside the numbers on the left. But you find a way to pick up 16 yards and convert. Patriots having trouble getting lined up. Stevenson has to shift to the right of Jones. Three receivers right, one left. Mack dropping back, rolling right, pulling up, looking back. Throws it oh. side pass. See ya. Goodbye. Ron Bland to the 30, what to I tell the 20, you. to the 10, to the end zone. What I tell you about throwing back across the green? You're going to kill yourself at some point. Second defensive touchdown today. Aaron Dallas. Two turnovers, converting to 14. Surprised if you shake things up here soon to give yourself a spark. Well, he did it against the Giants from 22 yards out against Daniel Jones and now Deron Bland picks off Mac Jones and runs it in for the Cowboys. Make a move here. I think you have to strongly consider it. That's 14 off turnovers. That's two turnovers by the Patriots. Quarterback resulting That's immediately in scores for the Cowboys. The kick by Aubrey is good. Irresponsible there was sloppy. another pass earlier as well that could have easily been picked off and run in for a score. Bland missed that time, not this latest time. Out of the timeout. 
Fourth and two. Jones takes the shorter high snap from the gun. Throws it to the right. Picked off again. And running Get him along out. near side left. Get him out. Stepped in front of the intended receiver at the 45 of Dallas. And only a tackle by Smith-Schuster prevented another runaway to the end zone. Telegraph off the back foot. No zip on the ball. No break by the receiver. Time to get him out. Cowboys have not lost back-to-back -back games since 2020. They lost last week to Arizona, refocused and sharp from the outset. In stark contrast to the Patriots today. Tight end to the right, two receivers to the right. Single back, play fake by Prescott, chased by Devai, scrambles to the near side, and he's brought down. Jelani stayed with it, and he sacks the quarterback at the 15-yard line. Dumb call by them. And you, some silly calls here for Dallas. As, as much as they're up, like, you got Pollard. You can, you can sneak it twice with him with his legs. 341 left in the third. Bailey Zappi enters the huddle for the Patriots. They trail the Cowboys 31-3. He replaces Mac Jones. Wins the day 12 of 21, 150 yards, two interceptions, and a fumble loss. Zappi under center with a change of the play. Right from the outset, two receivers left. Short motion by Smith Schuster. Hand off to Stevenson, hit in the backfield, and drop. Tackled inside the 28. That play had no chance. Neville Gallimore you know what's, making the hit. You know what's crazy? Dallas isn't even, they're not even good on the interior defensively. All the strength is on the outside. You're getting manhandled. I mean, how many times has there been contact behind the line of scrimmage? Coming off a week where you actually move the line of scrimmage against the Jets. Second down and 11 for Dallas from the 25. Prescott again under center, two tight ends to his right, a third tight end left. Tober in short motion from the right, lines up over the right tackle. Give Devon, spins away from Judon, running left though, surrounded. Bentley takes him down with some help on the edge. Judon is From down. another defender, Mills, and now Matt Judon is hurt. I think he... Matthew Judon. That's not contact. Face down on the turf. He's grabbing initially as he went down his right elbow. This has been a disastrous day for the Patriots. They've lost Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon went back to the locker room with an elbow injury. Their quarterback has been pulled after three turnovers. Prescott with a handoff on the end around, and Turpin has a gaping hole to the 50. Running to the 40. Swift past Duggar, chased by Bryant at the 20, and Miles catches him at the 15-yard line. He punches the ball out, and Dallas is more heads up than you are to look at the ball, find it, and recover it. The Cowboys with a third and goal coming up from the three ball on the right hash. Tolbert split outside to the left, Turpin in the left slot. Cooks lines up over the right tackle. Give to Lipke, runs up the middle into the end zone. Touchdown for Dallas. On the second career rush for Hunter Lipke. Hey, remote start, can you start the buses from here? The rookie Ryland will attempt a 52 yard field goal from straight on. Cardona over the football to snap it back to Berenger. Ryland leans forward. The snap in the spot drives the kick, sailing to the uprights, <laughs> and the kick is no good. That kind of day for the Patriots. They elect to try to kick the field goal, and the kick was pushed high to the right. No good from 52. Still a 38-3 game. 
Another meal down by Rush. Calamity. 15 and counting. And on top of all of it, injuries to Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon. The terrific rookie cornerback and the outstanding edge player for the Patriots who's been a pro bowler in his two full seasons for New England to this point. And a lot of soul searching, no doubt. In the next six days before the Patriots take on New Orleans next Sunday. 42 seconds in counting. Rush to the knee. Teams off the sidelines. A long walk for the Pats from the near side of the field here at AT&T Stadium to complete a long day in Arlington, Texas. Part of a long road ahead with the Patriots falling to the Cowboys 38-3 and dropping to 1-3 overall this season as Dallas improves to 3-1. Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots and proud partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. Boy, really uh, sticking the knife in deep with the ending of that mashup, huh? The whole... Ooh, dragged out. Yeah, the whole soliloquy afterwards the picture. by Bob Sosi. <laughs> Just, you know, every moment of that Players misery. Walking. Yeah, Long walk. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back here on Patriots Unfiltered, so 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline, web radio at Patriots.com is the way to email us and uh got a lot of phone calls a lot of emails so we should get right to it i suppose no emails telling us we're being too negative this week uh, oh. no that's surprising no oh. not yet sorry uh Just brian's in that. lowell what's up brian what's up hey hey brian brian you called us <laughs> yeah, what's up? okay you got it now now's the time where you say what you want to say Oh, man. I mean, that game was just a brutal game. Yes. Do you and have a I, take? Uh, I, okay. I think Mac Jones, Let's I think go smoke Mac that Jones, joint. Mac Jones needs to go. Okay. I mean, I, I hate to say as a Pats fan, but, yeah, man, I don't know what's, what's going on with Mac, but he's just not. No, I don't, think he hasn't got, I don't think he's not getting any better than last season. Okay. All right. Thanks for the call. I mean, you know. You gotta have a little bit more than that. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, all right, Felger. <laughs> um, I, Christian's in Boston. What's up, Christian? Hey, uh, I'll be quick. I, the whole program's broken. I'm with Patty. He stripped down to the studs. Bill's gotta go. I don't think Max's the guy. I, you know, and I called in the offseason and said about Bill, you know, moving off from him. I still thought he could coach. I mean, talk about insult to injury with that field goal and the two point conversion the other day. Like, that's just just lack of focus and, like, just not – I just don't think he's got it anymore, not even five, ten years ago like he had it. He just doesn't. And I I don't know how much more you need to see. Like, 2020, they get blown out at home against the 49ers. 21, they lose a game, in, uh, primetime game at Indy. Usually they win those games. They get smoked in the playoffs by Buffalo. Following year, take your pick. They lose on Thanksgiving night at Minnesota. This year, this game. I mean, they're a hell mary away from being 0-4. They really are. Yeah. So, it's crazy. It's really painful to watch, and I just—it's just so disappointing. Like I, I didn't think they'd be this bad, and I don't think they're that bad as they were Sunday. I'm with everybody else on that, but they're certainly not good enough 
you know, to compete. I think that's pretty clear to four games to complete and be a viable playoff team. Yeah. So, all right. All, I got, guys. all yeah. right. Yeah, along those lines, I, I credit Dakota Randall for asking the question that was in my head. I know I've said it to you guys, but just when Bill got up after that blow-off playoff loss to the Bills and said, you know, is this who we are or is this just a bad night? And Dakota brought that up and said, you know, is this who you are or is this just a bad night? And he said, well, we'll see going forward. But the point remains that this is the second time in two years that he's gotten up in a press conference and said, my team was not competitive. You know, I mean, and that's – as much of an indictment as, as you can get. And, you know, as people want to talk about he's lost it, he's lost it. I don't know what he lost. I just know that it doesn't seem like they're buying into what he's selling anymore. So maybe he knows the game well, and maybe he has the right plan. I just don't know if the team is listening to it. And well, able to Dietrich Wise is. He came up and said, you know, I believe everything he tells us. Yeah. I don't think that's really that, that's how you took that. No, that that's what a captain is assigned to go up there and say. Okay, but he said it. Yeah, I I don't I did not take Dietrich Wa- like listening to it. I didn't take his his response to that question was as a glowing endorsement really? for Bill Belichick. Well, how did you take it? I, I thought that he was looking for the words. Well, like, I think, you, I think like, that's how he speaks. No, I've spoken to Dietrich a lot, and I think that he was trying to, in his head to make sure that he was saying the right things. I Honestly, I, I could, I'm not saying that Bill has like yeah. lost the locker room. I'm not going there. Uh, but I, I tune in from two to six on the hub. Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, but I, I, we talk a lot about like Bill's like philosophy on offense and like team building and all that kind of stuff. And I think something that's like irked me coming a little uh, a little bit off this game is like they've played two really good offenses in Miami and Dallas, and I don't really think they've been particularly good on defense. And, and that's, like, supposed to be his side of the ball, and that's supposed yeah. to be where, like, you know, we, we can sit here and, and still put a feather in his cap that, you know, he can still coach defense. And I get that they had injuries uh, in the secondary in this game, but, I, I mean... Looked the same way at the beginning. I mean, they went right through right. like Right, like the opening drive of the game, they just go right down the field. So the opening part of what you guys just said is what I fixate on. You know, like, and this is where I'm going to admit that I... Uh, some of my confidence in Bill... The coach, just the coach, has been shaken a little bit. And, you know, everybody just uh, – there's still no one I'd rather have have a game plan. St- and that might be true, okay? But the consistent pattern that develops in these games is that they do not do not play well early in the game. When they play against a good team that's harder to shut down, the other team tends to do their best work coming right out of the shoot. So that's three times now this year that the other team – dominated the first quarter first half like it's hard to say like there's no one i want having a game plan when yeah. the other team gets the ball and goes right down the field the first two times they get it in the field goal that they did hold them oh, to they ran into each right other. dak and tony pollard run into each other it's not like you did it's kind of right. like that opening the drive with, dropped two, one too. With, with Tua, where he like tripped over himself and fell down on third down like no, i forgot about that right, one. usually it, those are the hits that i like to play and, and, and i'm not like the defense is not why they're losing, and like I, I it's hate not. to. The defense I, has been fine. Yeah, I hate to attack the defense, but at the same time, if you, the formula coming into the season, and you said that you know four games in you'd have two takeaways on defense, like that. That's just that's not them. That's not how they need to play. Like they need to turn the ball over on defense. I'm not asking the defense to score necessarily but like you need right. to set up the offense and for Paul's pick threes and you know and <laughs> things like that like that those things need to happen 
more often for this defense than what they have been, and they just aren't. You know, we had a strip eight this weekend. Yeah. Oh. We gave up a strip yeah, eight. Strip eight. <laughs> I've never seen that before in my life. It's valid. But that, that, like, it's not the defense's fault, and I'm not trying not. to come after that. They've been fine, but they needed them to be better than fine. Right, and I'm, you know? I'm just talking strictly being prepared at the start of the game. That was one of the things that I had my bad list, right, on, yeah. sat on Sunday? Yeah. This is a pattern that they're not ready to go when the game starts against good competition, and they're not good enough to overcome a two-score deficit against a good team on a consistent basis. Yeah. They just yeah. haven't proven to be able to do that, so... You I think the Cowboys to took them by surprise on that opening drive, throwing right. the ball. Right. So, they, you know, God forbid <laughs> Red someone, <alert. laughs> someone who's not a good game planner came out with a better game plan than yeah. God's gift to game plans. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I, like, I'll fall on that sword. I, I said it all last week that I thought McCarthy was horrible in that Cardinals no, game. This is he, not a shot. I didn't mean this no, is a no, shot. I mean, and, like and that was that was snarky. I don't mean to be snarky. But I do think Bill is excellent at preparing his team. But I don't think we've seen that in a while now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought that the the Cowboys they threw the ball eighteen times on their first four drives, which they haven't done all year. And, and people are going to say, "Well, Gonzalez, no, that they came out throwing it." Yeah, yeah. they right. came before out before Gonzalez was hurt. They were completing yeah. passes right that's, down the field, and they true. and they also, you know, to McCarthy's credit too, because I I definitely said last week that I didn't think this would happen. To his credit, they knew the weak links on the Patriots' defense too. They went right after Sean Wade. Oh God, right well, after and what him. Else, and what else did they the do? Game. Just in general, is they didn't fixate on C.D. Lamb. Yeah. C.D. Lamb had a good game. He was fine. Yeah. But they were perfectly content to throw drive starters to Brandon Cooks. Yeah. yeah. Four four targets, four catches, not a ton of yards, but like setting up second and three yeah. on a consistent basis. Gallup caught a handful of passes. They used the, the tight end kid, Ferguson. I, I think he was seven for seven, seven targets, seven catches. That's a great game for Turner. Yeah, if they'd thrown that one in the end zone to him instead of the other guy who dropped it, they would have had another touchdown. Yeah, and then even, and even then there was one stretch where the Cowboys all, all of a sudden started throwing these quick sideline passes. Like, what are you doing? Look downfield. Oh, I said that. They don't need to be doing that. The first two drives, they went right down the field. Then the, the third drive after the failed fourth down. Right. <laughs> they tried to throw two quick screens. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, everything you were doing was working. And it's 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 quite a contrast from the Patriots who are just trying to execute an offense. Not They don't have the ability yet to, like, attack a weak point on another team's defense. It's like they're just trying to execute a play on their own without taking that all into account. Yeah, it just, you know, the, the prevent defense that they played against Miami and then this week just, you know, allowing Sean Wade to get picked apart in the beginning part of this game. Like, that's all you got? Like, that's all you got? You know, I'm. Yeah. This is what you're supposed to be selling me on is that this defense is going to be great and Bill's going to be great coaching it and you know all this type of stuff and and all you got is to play three deep safeties against the Dolphins and not get blown out by seventy. Like, well, well, I mean, when was the last time you felt like they really were well coached and executed and prepared for a game that they went out and executed and won? You know, it's it's I can't think of one. I'm sure that there's others, but like off the top of my head. That Baltimore rain game where they like did have some wrinkles for Lamar Jackson and had like those were some of like the the better game plans that I remember of Bill from the last like three or four years where it was like okay that was that was innovative like you played uh, basically an inverted defensive front so that your faster guys were out on the edge and you're sl- you know like it that made sense like I I don't know but there's a lot of but didn't you feel like that particular night it was so bad with the the rain that he had to run. Like they really had a sure, hard time but, throwing it, so yeah. But in nineteen, they got blown off the field by oh, by God. Baltimore, oh, yeah. And then they had the they year, did yeah. play totally differently in twenty uh, against. But I just think it would have been Lamar. harder to play that style if 
they could have thrown the ball the way they normally do. And I know they run first. I know yeah. they're, they're even even now they're still a run first team. Let's All see right. what they do against uh, Buffalo. Damon's in Maryland. What's up, Damon? Hey guys, how's it going? All right. So I went down to the game on Sunday oh. to my bachelor party as a Patriots fan. It was terrible. But <laughs> two quick questions. So first, pertaining to the secondary after injuries. Where's the balance when it comes to talent versus experience? I feel like Miles Bryan has the experience, but is the endless weak leak in the defense whenever he's in the game versus someone like Mapu who has all the talent in the world and looked lost out there at times on Sunday. And secondly, after a game like this, is it just better to bury the tape and move on to the Saints? Yeah. Well, I think they need to learn look what the problems are. What you know, if if Mac Jones was n- not seeing things properly like we sort of suggest, I don't Thanks, think it's Damon. just right to just say, "Well, just forget about that game." We'll let's show him like, "No, Mac, here, right here. Instead of looking at my Michael right. Parsons over here, look, look at yeah. Devontae Parker right here. Yeah. He's open. He's a step ahead." You ever, you ever see right. the movie You show him. You ever see the movie Clockwork Orange? Yeah. Where they take the like toothpicks and they tape his eyelids open. That's what yeah. you need to do with Mac. You I'd need like to, to watch. But every, I, I'd it's, like to it's see ugly, the, and it's but you need to watch all of yeah. them. But I, I, in they, I'm, I know they did watch it yesterday. But like at this point, like you do need to turn the page. Like you oh, watch yeah, it yeah, now, now yeah. But you have to address what happened. Yeah, yeah. But, it, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's Tuesday now. Yeah. I mean, there's no bury sense the of ball. Still, you can't cry Go over back the game. to 01 and bury the ball. Yeah. But you, I, I thought they did that already this season, but maybe they did, need to did bury Did they another. really? They're, no, I'm only... They got a forest of oh, buried no. balls. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I just... <laughs> it's like a graveyard. <laughs> We're running out of balls. It's like they're Googling shovels. <laughs> yeah, I just still can't get over how Blime. poorly he, he read the field. That's like... that's Because that's just so uncharacteristic of him that it almost wants to make me chalk it up to like a one-off where you're just like not... I, I'm willing for the next I, five days to kind of take too. that route because... I'm a, the like no one's saying weeks. that they're going to score 40 points. Like No one's saying they're good offensively regardless, but... It, but he's just, not that bad. No, and just some of the things that he missed are just such... Ma- like Just easy things for Mac most of the time, and it, it just is bizarre. Al's in Wisconsin. What's up, Al? Hey, how you guys doing? All right. Yeah. Uh, Evan, how's the... Uh... Hey, listen. I can. They didn't hold up their end of the bargain on Sunday, Al. So that's not my fault. <laughs> um, I'm gonna start off a little bit positive, and and that is with uh with Fred. Fred knows how to rebuild a team. Replacing Eric with uh Evan is like replacing Mac with Patrick Mahomes. It's, oh no! It's wow! Know about what? All that. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's not uh, really a stretch. Yeah, I mean that's an insult to Mac, isn't it? Thanks, Paul. Oh, just kidding. Take that as a compliment. <laughs> well, you um, can if I you want. Bill, the coach, though. Like I've been <laughs> on Eldred's side of the street with Bill the GM for a while now. Um, but as a coach, I feel like in the past like four years, just watching the games, I feel like he's been out coached more often than on the other side than he's been the better coach in the game and you know I don't know like I don't have a name ready for like this is the guy I want as a head coach but but I can tell you that um, if we go into next year 
uh, with all that cap space, with probably a pretty good draft pick, and still this regime running things, like I'm going to go into next season with no hope. Like we we talked about how you have to have hope at the beginning of the season, but we we've seen the script for the past four years now. They're a team that can beat up on bad teams. Now they might be getting worse to the point where if a coin flip between bad teams and they can't beat any good teams. And at this rate, like if they're trying to hold on to Bill for the record or something, he needs like I think 29 wins and he's had 26 since Brady left. So that's probably another five years of this for him yeah, to break the record. 19, or if you be, right? Yeah. yeah, 19. Yeah. Or it, okay, or if you want to be snarky, um, he's currently on pace to get those 19 to get the record in 20 seasons. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say but, at this point it it could be three seasons: this yeah. season, next yeah. season, and and twenty five. Yeah, but that that's like I think or you know what Al was saying about this cap space and the high like Thanks with this so. regime it's like that's why i feel like i'm in such a, a disarray with this is because you know mike brought it up earlier the free agents that they have and the decisions that they have to make and it's like if you're going to turn this roster over again and basically restart like and maybe even restarting at quarterback it's another three years is and is this the guy that you want to do it well, again with yeah that's the the problem well, that, yeah. that I think they're looking at is I'm not, not necessarily sure I want him with that cap space. Right. Based you know, on what he did in 21. Or just it's an opportunity, too. Like, this is if you're going to hit the reset button and you're going to have a new coach or GM coming in, like, this is an opportunity to say, hey, you can basically build the offensive line from scratch. You can tell us what you want to do at tight end. We got one running back who's in his last year, so we got to make some moves there. We don't really have a defensive end or an edge rusher. The only one we have is 32 with a, you know, coming off a major injury. So there's some wiggle room for a new guy to come in as opposed to. You know, you come in and they're low on cap space. They're in cap hell, and they've got to cut a bunch of guys. I mean, I'm sure they would cut a bunch of guys anyway, cap right? Hell. You know, love it. Oh, we're in cap hell. We gotta, you know, cut half the team. This is giving Deion Sanders vibes, oh, coming God. in and wiping the whole team. It's Coach Deuce, but yeah, <laughs> but like it, that's for our fearless, you know, leader, Mr. Kraft. Like that's the question that you have to ask is that if we come into this, you know, at, by the end of the season and they're picking in the top ten and they have to make all this roster decisions with the guys already are on the team with free agents and all this, like, is this really – you're rebuilding again. You re, you are. You're rebuilding oh, yeah. again. Yeah. And and how many more times are you going to let them rebuild, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Right, well, four years ago, I mean, it's – you know, we kind of have had, has had a rebuild now. And, it, and, right, I'm oh, great. I, and I'm okay with rebuilding again, but I'm not necessarily okay with the same plan. Right. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. No. Like I don't want to chalk this failed rebuild if you if it ends up it's being a fail right. as just being like well we bad luck. Guy. Yeah. This we wasn't bad luck. Right. That 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 that's yeah. yeah. That's the way to put it. Uh, Anthony's in Nashville. Hey, Anthony. Anthony. Hello. Yep. How you guys doing, man? You uh, know. We've, we've all been better. I don't know if you're listening. You you know how we're doing. It's my second time calling. Yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all feel like me, man. But yeah, I agree with you, Fred. Man, I agree, man. We, we got to get somebody to got to answer to to the owners, man. I don't think Bill is going to cut it no more. As, as just you know, handling all the GM position by himself. You know, I know Paul always said he thinks he make all the decisions, and I, I don't think that that's that that's going to be you know a good thing moving forward for. I mean, I believe that Matt could possibly be, you know, as good as like an Andy Dalton or something like that, but I don't believe that he's 
going to be a top tier quarterback. I believe he's all right. Yeah, that's kind of where yeah. I that's where I fall. Thanks, Anthony. Uh, Andrews in Minnesota. What's up, Andrew? Oh. Hey, what's up, guys? Wow. No Are you in a submarine? <laughs> that's a, that's exactly what it sounds like, Fred. That's hey, so funny. So, um, I was just uh, wondering, actually, I just had a question specifically for uh, Evan. I was uh, wondering on that second Duran Bland interception, why, why, in your opinion, why there would be no rub in that situation? No uh, what? Rub. No. At, oh. at that point, I mean, it's just, I feel like out of that formation, there definitely should have been a rub or something to help. Um. And then also at that point, uh, I would just like to say, uh, shout out to the Booty Clap Bandit, Evan. You can be on board. With you want, day, you want booty out there? The Booty Clap Bandits. What's I mean, that, Evan? tell us about it, that. I'm is not. That, is that it, an Alex Barth thing? Yeah, it just, it's, it just it's amazes it's, me it's how a, the answer yeah. is like rookie sixth round pick wide receivers. Yeah. Like it just amazes. I'm me. not. A, I'm not. A, and I'm not suggesting that you think the answer is basically their Dungeons and Dragons name. You yeah, know, yeah. They, the Booty yeah. Clap Bandits yeah. are uh, a nice group on on the X machine that uh, that really like Kayshawn Booty and want to see him out there. I, I'm not quite yet in like Booty territory where we're we're playing guys just to play the rookies and see yeah. what you what you got. In see, that I, I'm there on Douglas. I've yeah, seen enough yeah, from yeah, Douglas yeah. that I need to see more of him. Yeah. Well, I've seen absolutely nothing from Booty. It's so funny, yeah. but th- this, is, this is the block. So Douglas makes his great play. Next post, where's Booty? It's like, can't we just enjoy what we just <laughs> saw instead of, like, who's the next guy? You yeah. know? So, you have to make sure Hardy does By the way, that across. was an amazing move by him. Yeah. He does the he spin, and as he comes out of the spin, he sees the – he actually he sees the guy coming, and then he reverses again. Yeah, he actually knocked himself down, though, which was unfortunate. <laughs> but it was an unbelievable play. Yeah. yeah. And we really saw very little of him the rest of the mm-hmm. game. And he didn't I, even drop it this time. Do you think they I'm, got scared when well, he did that? Well, what I'm wondering about is... He made a big play, and he got scared. <laughs> Can't have that. Get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> He's running too far. Evan has taken the mantle from me for, for most snark, and this is great. Oh, my God. Can't do that. He's uh, outrunning our talent. So this is one of the th- another one of the things that I've often been sort of annoyed about, even the great Bill Belichick, is, like, do we have to always have guys that do all of those things? Like, like... We need Nikhil Harry because he's a four-down player. Like, he can block and he can do – but, maybe okay, so right now, completely anecdotal, it looks like Demario Douglas doesn't always know what he's doing. Yep. Okay? And I'm going to be right out there, and I'm going to say that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. He ran right into Bourne on that play, and maybe they just look at it and say, I can't have this guy playing. He doesn't know yeah. what he's doing. And I'm just like, sometimes mistakes when you can't move the ball – Wind up making 42 yards. That was a mistake. They made a mistake, and it was the biggest play they made in the game oh. by far. Yeah. Second why biggest not just, play of the season. Why not just let them make a mistake every once in a while, and maybe it works? Like, I, th- I, I get frustrated with that. If you have a great offense, and then you have this young guy that might be able to provide more to that offense, but he keeps making mistakes, by all means, sit him down. You can't move the ball from here to there without falling down. Right? It's like Private Santiago. <laughs> who seemingly can't run from here to there without falling down. They can't move the ball. They're going the wrong direction. It's 20, 17, 13, and now three. They're going in the wrong direction, and we can't find 55, 60 snaps for Demario Douglas. Yeah, and I I try to, like, highlight these things in after further review because people ask me about Bourne. People ask me about Douglas, and Bourne maybe not as much this year, but, like, why aren't these guys playing? 
And the reason why Pop Douglas doesn't play more is because of the route running issues. And I'm assuming that that's He's, the case. It's not just, you know, that one was obviously egregious and everybody could see it because of 18 th- plays of the play that transpired. But there's probably four or five times a game where I'm writing down, well, Douglas ran into somebody or Douglas is doesn't really look like he knows where he's Lost going space, or, yeah. you know, Douglas is running the wrong route most likely here. And that's why the coaching staff looks at it and says, you know, we can't play this guy. But it kind of comes back to like Keon White now with Matthew Judon. I know that from their perspective, Jelani Tavai is probably going to play that spot more fundamentally sound than Keon White. But that's not what's in the best interest of the team. Same with Demario Douglas because Keon White might actually make a play in the backfield and not just, you know, set a steady edge and keep the quarterback in the pocket and like do the things that they want them to do. This team needs needs plays. They need impact playmakers. And some of these guys that might make a bunch of mistakes might also make a 42-yard catch. And, and that's how they have to live right now. I, I think the offense is going to be better this year. But do we have a, a conversation about what if the offense is really not all that much different than what it was last year with Matt Patricia? What when, if it's worse? Like, what if it's, it's worse? So far, it's been worse. worse. Like, so what, is that, what does that look like? I mean, was it A... We were too harsh on Matt Patricia last year. No, or is it just the players? And this is what it he is. He deserves no a thank you. He doesn't deserve, he doesn't deserve a thank you. And we weren't too harsh on I, him I last year, but there hasn't been any better. Just the players. I think it's how Evan described it. Would you describe it like the pig scenario that you used? Oh yeah, that's, yeah. Put the lipstick, lipstick on the pig. pig. Yeah, yeah. that's pig. why I think the Perfume. problem is. Yeah. I, I also just like <laughs> qu- quickly on the on the offense, like the receivers and the route running. I, I I was already on Troy Brown last year. Like I was already on this like I am I I am so far out on Troy Brown wide receivers coach. Like they make more poor route running miscues than any team that I watch on film every single week. Like for example, just run the route to the sticks. Like can we run the route to the sticks? It's third and fifteen and Juju runs a fourteen yard route. And Mac makes a good throw. And he like, fell down as he was catching yeah. it, too. Yeah. Don't leave that part yeah. up. Right. This, is, uh, th- this was sort of where my, my phrase, accidental offense, yeah. really came to the forefront in this game. It was Douglas running into Bourne and creating a 42-yard play. It was Juju falling down um, for that catch. It was throwing it across the field to Bourne, who scrapes it off the ground and somehow bobbles it three times with four guys all over him, and he doesn't lose it, and they get a first down. Yeah, Nothing. I mean, aside of nothing maybe a couple easy. of passes to Hunter Henry, yeah. nothing looked yeah. right. They yeah. do, they have poor route running receivers. Their receivers are bad route runners. And at some point, yes, that's like a, a personnel evaluation of the receivers and who the guys they are that bringing in. But at some point, you have to look at the coaching. Like, why, I know for a fact it is zappy in the game. The game was out of hand. Devontae Parker had a 12-yard route. He ran it at 10 yards and got tackled short of the sticks and put them in third down. It's a 12-yard route, and he runs it at 10. It's third and 15, and you're running it at 14. And this happens all the time. You know, the caller asked about, like, the rub out of the bunch. There was supposed to be a rub. They just didn't execute the rub, right? So, like, it just – these are – how are – this is two, three years now of the same sort of just – sloppy receiver play i'd kind of put juju in this category too of like are you doing what's best for the team or are you doing what's best for the guy you signed this offseason because it's just four games in a row where he's on a different planet with what they're doing he doesn't look explosive i mean if there's somebody i I don't I, i don't know how long they can keep trying to trot him out there 
and every week he's willing to talk, and it's like five targets, one catch. What happened? Like, I, I, I think he's one of those guys too. Uh, let's get to some of the emails at webradio at pages.com. Ian says, so the teams, uh, three, one and three, perhaps that's more than they deserve. A quarterback has a wet noodle for an arm, but what he lacks in physical gifts, he makes up for with questionable accuracy and subpar decision-making. The coach seems to have lost it, but plenty of people improve cogni- cognitively in their 70s. <laughs> Luckily, he hasn't let his ego get in the way of him adapting his football philosophy and doing what's best for the team these past five years. I'm starting to think that the head coach and the GM really don't get along with each other. Why else would the GM give the coach such a ragtag bag of jags to mold into a team? And sure, the defense are down to the top four corners and have probably lost their leader for the season. But do you know what I like to tell myself in troubled times such as these? No one is coming. It's up to us. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> how like last week it made no sense, and now after they have two major injuries, it's kind of like, oh, all right, now I get it. Like, well, what you did know, you know? But you know what? The, like, the injury thing to me is, like, those two on Sunday, like, sort of snapped me in the face, too. Like, you know how you just sometimes you have those years where, like, you know, everybody's just getting hurt. Yep. And, like, every time you think you're getting a guy back, someone else goes out. And this just seems like yeah. – one of those years which sucks because it's week four and it's the, the realization of we yeah. got 13 more weeks and i'm not this. trying to like be sunshine.com like they'll make fun of me tomorrow um for being like i'm not trying to tell you that's why they won in three that's not why they won in three like i think we all know like the offense hasn't been good enough but i do feel like every step they're going to try to take forward it seems like right you know, there's going to be trent an, brown's going to get hurt there's going to be an oh, injury coming back you right. know Devontae parker's now out how trent brown great out in that game so he, was okay. he 98 again okay. or whatever he was no, the first no. game? Okay. He, he was fine, but two weeks in a row, on you know, he's gotten the much easier matchups. By the they way, picking on Vidarian. This was kind of fun. I went into the real super slow mo with his uh, that false start he kind of had. They didn't yeah. call him for it, but it looked yeah. like it. It wasn't a false start. Yeah, no, he it timed was it up right perfectly. on the ball. I mean, I was yeah. in there like bop, bop, bop. I like thought there was one that he right. was offside, but that, I didn't think there were a lot of them this I, week. Was, Usually, there's like five or six. No, I know it was just that one. Happen to watch it, I'm like, wow, it, he is moving at the exact moment. The I mean, even the one he move. got called for last week, I had to go frame by frame. Yeah. Because it was that close. It, it's, it's is that a, a sound thing? Is that like, or is that like a, like a um, you know, cadence thing where he kind of, you know I don't I mean? know. They'll never tell us because that's, yeah. that would be given yeah. away. You got to give Trent the count, sauce but to get him off quick. Man, I mean, he he's really, he's really freaking good at that. But I, I, I just this big <laughs> leg comes kicking out. It's hard to miss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam in Dublin, if we don't believe in top 10 quarterbacks because you can get a guy to run the system, why do you then refuse to adequately invest in the system? O-line and pass-catching resources and a total letdown of drafting and free agency of the past three or four years. So. Yeah, I, I think that he thinks that they have the pieces. I think that's, where, that's why I'm worried about What's he seeing? Do you still continuing. Think, do you still think he does? I do. Whew. I think he thinks it's on the players to not for for a lack of execution. But well, I, mean, I, feel I like definitely think he thinks it's on. Uh, he he harps on turnovers like it's like they're the most important thing in the world. And I and the turnover differential is a lot very indicative of wins and losses. There's no doubt about that. Obviously, but if you d- the game that he loved was last week against the Jets, or I guess two weeks ago now. He only scored 13 points on offense. He came out after the game and said, we're not going to win very many games, only scoring 15 points. But the second, oh, no turnovers. That was like the goal. that's the thing. If you're playing on the edge the way they do all the time each week, turnovers are a bigger deal. 
The Rams are in the bottom of the league in turnovers, but they make plays to overcome it. We yeah. can't overcome Turnovers them. are obviously huge. No, it, it, they are. But sometimes you can overcome it by making your own play. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I, look at Mahomes. Like, sometimes. multiple interceptions still wins the game. Yeah. Like, same thing with Josh Allen. He always has multiple in- interceptions, but he still has yeah. the ability to make a play to win the game. The, but and Bill knows. He never admitted it, but with this talent, we can't overcome them mm-hmm. ever. So we have to, we have to always no, be better. But I don't. I would never make fun of a coach for stressing no of protecting not. the ball. Of I think that not. that's a wise way to put it. One of the easiest ways to lose games is by turning the ball over. I don't, and I know this is silly. I don't think they lost thirty-eight to three. They would have lost twenty-four to three right. if they didn't turn mm-hmm. the ball. It they got thoroughly outplayed in that game. It didn't make it. And difference. I think to to sit there and just harp on turnovers all the time, and try to convince yourself we're not that bad. We just keep we just keep turning the ball over. You're losing no. like and the forest a, through the trees. Right. Like they they need to be able to move the ball and score points. They don't just have to punt it. Which, by the way, they're also last in the league in that. Yeah, right. And net that, net punting, and that's also just ignorant of what we've been watching for three years. I mean, this is the same thing. Like, I mean, that's why so many people, including us, are kind of apoplectic. It's like, how many times do we have to keep having the same conversation over? And you start the season, and you have some hope, and you think it might be a little bit different. And we got an offensive coordinator, and maybe he'll pull it all together. And yet, but and at here some point, you have to look and say, why are we turning it over? Is it because our quarterback feels he needs to make plays? Well, in this in this game, your quarterback yeah. was reckless with yeah, the ball. That was that's right. why you turn it over. Like, you know, why are why are we constantly losing the turnover battle and you know and why are we watching our point production go yeah. down yeah i mean like that's the thing is like i i, I do believe in in the old saying of like you got to stop beating yourself before you can start winning yeah. and they are beating themselves with the turnovers even if i you right. know we my red mom on a record of saying i don't think that they're that they're self-inflicted wounds but regardless they're they're killing themselves with the turnovers but you had a turnover free game against the jets and you only scored 13 points that's my point so, like, if, where, it, where does it get you if they lost sunday 38 to 27 i would say the turnovers were the that difference was the in the difference. game right. right right but three points i mean it was over a 10-3 like they, they and they have so let's just say for argument's sake instead of the strip sack on that drive they just go three and out and punt do you not think it would have been seventeen to three? Right. Punt the way the game of, was going, mm-hmm. yep. they're punting out of their end zone. They're going to take over at midfield. The Patriots had just stopped in the previous possession for the one stop they got in the first half. I I got to think Dallas was going to go down the field and score. I mean, that's just the way. I that's mean, what they did. There's no guarantees to it, but I just think putting everything on the turnovers as being the reason is very short-sighted. Ryan says, I wish this email was more positive, but I'm just ready to scrap the whole experiment, Mac and all. From the drafting of Cole Strange to the signing of Juju over Myers, I think it's time to sell everything and restart. The team has a clear talent issue from all over the roster, and I think they need to accumulate draft capital and spend every cent of that $75 million in cap to get this roster back on track. Yeah, that's just what was frustrating is after 2021, you felt like they had a baseline to build off of. And, you know, it's all right. They they weren't great. They got blown out. But you felt like we turned the corner. We're not going to be one of those terrible teams. And there have just been so many bad decisions and bad players signed that haven't produced and bad draft picks. You know, that was the point where you got to kind of not perfect, but you have to have more hits than strikeouts. And right now, looking at what they have, they have strikeouts. In the, but it's not only that. They're doubling down on guys like – Gotcha and Parker and it's like they're saying to us, these are the guys we want. We got them and we want them. Peppers, I, <laughs> I love them. That's rude. he's not in that. He's not in that. I I, I, I was that was just for you. I, I, I would also just like caution against like spending 
the money in free agency again. I know because that and, the way to to acquire real talent is to trade for it. Now you have to if you're gonna acquire T Higgins. He, they're going to franchise tag him probably to, to keep him under team control, and then they're going to trade him on the tag. So you're going to have to trade for him. You're going to have to trade for Jerry Judy. You're going to have to trade uh, for anything that's going to move the needle. Uh, the guys that reach free agency, I, I think we learned the last time around, they're, you know, maybe you get a Judon and you get one really, you know, impact player out of it. But for the most part, it's going to just be guys that are going to fill in the roster and, and give you some experience. That's all well and good, but to go out and, and spend top of the market money again, I just don't I don't think is the uh, way to go. the trade piece next yeah. year. See, I don't want to do it either. Um, the way they did it the last time, the way they did it the last time, is kind of been proven is a quick fix. It's going to make you better immediately, and then you're going to regress. And that's and everybody said, well, that won't happen with the Patriots. That mm. won't happen with Bill, and it happened. It's exactly what happened. It gave you an influx of talent in the immediate and it allowed you to win some games and then you immediately regress back to what you are. I like free agency to fill a very specific need. I don't want to have like seven, eight guys signed to like to Fred's point at top of the market money. Like people have this, this like impression that because they got all these guys, they, they weren't the highest paid guys. I mean, we remember some of the comments, mm -hmm. Kendrick Bourne, why'd you sign here? They, they offered me the most money. Yeah. You know, the two tight ends were the highest-paid tight ends in football when they signed. Like, they didn't get these guys on the cheap. And I think if you identify one guy, to your point, like in the trade market, yeah. if you identify Devontae Adams and you say, I I'm going to give him $100 million, I'm fine with that. Like, just like I was fine with Stephon Gilmore. Like, one guy, but if you want to just try to, like, get five or six guys and you expect them to all hit, that's very unrealistic. Andrew and Bradford, my biggest issue with the team is that they are built just good enough to beat bad teams and backups. This leads to seven backups. And, this leads to <laughs> seven and not, uh, to nine win seasons, putting you in NFL purgatory. Yeah, I don't think they're there. Any results this season against non-playoff teams won't change my feeling on the team in a positive light. If the goal is to have Bill get the wins record as a Patriot, that's fine. I can understand Mr. Kraft not wanting to see another Patriots legend obtain an all-time NFL record with another organization. I'll cheer hard for every win that gets them closer to it, but I am more excited for the team to actually commit to rebuilding to a new future. I want the team to look outside the organization for the next head coach Me too. and entire staff. Bill's organizational philosophy has only worked with Tom Brady. His record without Tom and the history of his coaching tree failures show me enough. I do not want to hire a McDaniels, Patricia, Judge, Flores, Mayo, Bill O'Brien, Steve Belichick, or any of that ilk to take over. It is clear from players around the league, that style of coaching is not enjoyable to play under. It only gets buy-in if you're winning and has only proven successful with Tom. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I would just like to see the organization change to be offense-focused. I think everybody's on, <coughs> on yep. board with that. I just, I mean, do you guys think there's a chance that the Crafts would allow Bill Belichick to stay here the next three seasons, winning five, six, seven games no. the next three years? I don't think Based so. Based off what we've heard in at the owners' meetings, no. I, I do. It's a hard sell. I think they'd have to really completely collapse, and I think it would have to be more off the field. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about that. I am. I, I, I don't think so. They're paying him as the, head, the best head coach in the league, and they expect better results. It's a results-based uh, business. I agree. I agree know? with that mentality. Uh, I mean, what do the fans get out of Bill Belichick breaking the record? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is I anybody clamoring for that? Like, I don't get it. You know, I— 
I don't know. I, just, I don't think I, you get any buzz out of I, it at all. For three years, it's bugged me when people call that like Bill just wants to win the record. I like I'm like okay, but like you got to win games. Like it's not <clears> like you can just screw around and win the next whatever it is, 18 games that he is away. Like. You have to get good and win a lot of games to break the record. I don't all know. right, let's quickly get through some of these right. calls. Lightning we got, round. We have, I mean, bing, bing, bing. first of all, I want to thank everyone. Whether a lot of interaction. Whether you're upset or optimistic, it doesn't matter. You're engaging with us. You're listening. I appreciate that. There's tons of emails that we didn't get to. I apologize for that. We could do a five-hour show. A lot of interaction show, today, and that's what we need. <clears throat> and we wouldn't get through everything, even if we had five no hours. No one's bailing, Fred. I like it. Let's, uh, let's get to some of these Except calls. We'll get this done. Uh, Nadu is in Chicago. What's up? Hey, this is my first time following you. Thank you. Uh, a fan of your talk show. Um, so I'll get right in. I think one of the reasons the offense is struggling this year is because we lost Jacoby Myers. <clears throat> He's our only man beater, and um, in our third and you know four and five situations, Mac doesn't really have anyone to go to. Yep. Um, I think they do miss him. Then, yep. And we were addition, stupid. I, I mean, this is, this is a Very. long shot, but when, when do you think Bill is going to be? Uh, getting Malik Cunningham in. He's our only QB that has any shot of like a ceiling that's higher than Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones or Bogri or whatever. I mean, he's I know he's like undrafted um, rookie, but you know he has such a much yeah. more talent than. All right. Like, I don't think right. I don't think Cunningham. he does. Yeah. I don't think he has a higher ceiling than any of those guys. I no. really don't. I don't. Either. I think he can run. I think this I year he'd be more throw. fun to watch. Yep. Oh. That's different. Yeah, right? I, I, don't I don't know about that, though. I but I don't think he has a higher ceiling, high ceiling at all. He's not going to see no. anything, and he's going to be trying to run for his life, and then yeah. he's going to get killed. I, as much as I, they definitely missed Jacoby, and we were dead wrong, or I was dead wrong I about, was dead wrong about the Jacoby move, but like they weren't really like a great yeah, team <laughs> against man coverage even with Jacoby. Yeah. No. no, but he was the only one that had gave him right. a pulse. Right. 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 Now they're, I mean, they're probably a little bit there worse. There isn't a game this season so far they couldn't have used him. If I if oh. I put the stats up, though, of like them against man last year and them again man, against man this year, like they're they're pretty much the same bad. Josh is in Arizona. What's up, Josh? Hey, yeah. Um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, what, uh, what do you guys think about taking a playbook out of the Jets and get a veteran like Kirk Cousins, who's a free agent, come no. in just for a couple of years. No. And on top of that, um, you know, we got Cam Newton for the cheap. Why not get Crescent Lunch for the cheap as a backup? Oh, uh, well, listen, yeah. let's just say they do turn it around and it's not because of Mac, you know, and they end up eight and nine, right? They're not in the quarterback running. I could see bringing in a veteran quarterback, just I, a I, bridge quarterback. I'm not, a complete, quarterback. Yeah, I'm not completely against signing Kirk Cousins Thanks, I don't think it'll happen but I am a thousand percent against signing Carson Wentz as a backup I think if you if anybody has watched Carson Wentz play the last couple of years no one would want yeah him. I mean like which is you, why he's un, un, unemployed if you're talking about you're gonna have a new quarterback that's a rookie and you want to sign like right. a, that's why a, I'm not opposed yeah, a sure. veteran guy to in case you need to bridge the gap a little bit then fine but for the most part most of these rookies play right away that are good and and should be playing right away like well, i know that yeah, but what if you're not in the running for one of them uh, you have to win a lot more games than we all think they're gonna win no but i i would just argue that i i think you've seen a couple of bridge guys that they're not going to get their teams to the promised land like geno smith in seattle uh even fred's guy baker mayfield in tampa they're three and one yeah. like so you can sort of remain relevant and find a way to, you know, I think Kirk Cousins could be three and one, maybe not with the four games that they played this year. Um, but I think Kirk Cousins can be okay 
while you wait for you know the, the answer. Like if you're not in position to get a quarterback, yeah, right. I would rather watch Kirk Cousins play next year than Mac Jones if yeah. th- if it continues like this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, thanks, Paul. But I, I Williams and I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Is my point. What's up, William? Another person in a submarine. What's going I on? I wonder if it's our phones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, all right. Can't hear Will- Willem. All right. Well, that's going to call it. and yell at us tomorrow. That's yeah. going to do it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. Again, thank you everybody for participating. We'll be back tomorrow at noon. We'll con- we'll pick it up where we left off. We'll see you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original.